The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rand Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley, and we are back again. That's right, people. We survived Vegas. This is a very special episode for a couple different reasons. One, it is an all-remote, that's right, triple-remote episode, so it could go off the rails. We don't know if the audio quality is going to be good. I have some confidence that we figured out the issues. I have the best producer in all of America. And while we're on that particular subject, let me just say something, people. What a year 2023, I mean, shit. 2023 is going to be, but 2022 kicked my ass. I'm glad to see it in the rear view. I think this is going to be our last pod of the 2022 saga. Mike is the reason that this show is coming to you. Mike is the reason this show is on the air. Mike is the reason this show is climbing up the charts and it's going to the moon and we're building this beautiful community. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart right now, with 100% genuine sincerity, that I could not do this show without Mike, and you all need to, wherever you are, give him a round of applause because he is not just my favorite co-host. He is your favorite producer, and he is the one that has made this show go in 2022 as we do our final recording. I am so happy for the last time this year to introduce my co-host, the one and only, my feather-haired friend, Michael Windsor. That <laughs> was so nice. Uh- yeah. That I did, I did. It just caught me off guard because you were literally cursing at me five minutes before we started. Yeah, and I also, <laughs> I also threw up five minutes before we started. But I don't throw up when we start the show. When we start the show, I'm business mode, baby. Okay, we're going. All right, the wheels are off, but the gas pedal's down. Um, well, I, I appreciate it, man, and it's, it's a group effort. Every, everybody listening and everything. It's, Mike's being has modest. So much it fun. has not, it has not been a group effort. Let's call it what it is. Well, but Steve's been slacking. Steve's I'm been slacking. Mike, I'm going to promise you two things. Number one, greater effort and commitment from me in the new calendar year. You know why I can say that with earnest? Because I quit my job today, motherfucker. That's right. All right. Mike, give me one of those. Uh, can you give me one of those sound effects? Give me one of those sound I, effects. Well, it, do it. What, you, well, Just I give don't... me anything. Oh, okay. It, right. You didn't hear it, but it was perfect. That's we the can't last start time. doing that. I don't want to no, be. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But. I'm not going to quit my job every day on this show, but I did today, which means I can commit a little bit more time to the show. Very excited to do that. Number two, Mike, I'm also going to promise you that for as nice as I just was in that intro, it'll never happen again. Strap your fucking seatbelt on for 2023 because it's going to be a hate-fueled year where I take the desire to strangle you through the camera and I put that passion and that fury into the show. But very excited to do another episode. Excited to bring the last episode of the year. We just, just wrapped up our Vegas episodes. Guys, we hope you loved them. We have a ton of people to thank. I'm going to turn it over to Mike, as always, in the What's New section, Mike. Tell the people a little about our trip to Vegas, all the wonderful people that helped us along the way, all of the wonderful thanks and shout-outs that we need to give. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, first of all, thank you uh, to all the listeners, of course. Uh, We really appreciate you guys listening along. Uh, Thanks to all the guests who made so much time for us and uh, 
you know brought all the ingredients uh, and some incredible episodes. It's so much fun. I can't wait to go back out there. We've got uh, a lot of good contacts to go and, and uh, do that again. Uh, and then again, a huge shout out uh, and thank you to Herd Card Game and Chandler from Herd. Uh, she did so much to help us get set up out there and, and get in touch with so many people. She also did a bunch of content for us for Christmas, the 12 Worst Cocktails of Christmas. And she just did that just to be nice. So no, Chandler, no, no. again. Mike, I thought that was all me. I thought. I thought oh, I, yeah, that was I all Steve. That. Sure. <laughs> no, you couldn't even fucking Chandler. post them every day. That's all Chandler. Say. Thank you so much. Hunter, he's like, po- he's posting the 12 Worst Cocktails of Christmas after Christmas. It's like, get, get your shit together, man. Uh, also, a huge thank you to Chilled Magazine and Wendy from Chilled. Uh, they got us in touch with uh, a lot of, of those guests out there as well. Um, listen to our outros for the Vegas episodes if you want more information on that, on those uh, two groups. Uh, and then also, a thank you to our first ever Bozells. So uh, we've got some people who joined the Patreon and some people who tipped. Uh, Chandler from Herd Card Game, thank you very much. Leah uh, from episode number two of the Vegas Bar Crawl. Um, and Javier, who was also on the Vegas Bar Crawl. And then Ray. Ray, if you're listening right now, I tried to message you on Patreon and nobody responded, so I didn't know what your drink was or anything. Uh, usually, we're going to do these shout-outs. Anybody who contributes or joins our Patreon, we'll shout you out on an episode. Usually, we're going to do this at the end, uh, but we just wanted to thank these people because this is the first time anybody's joined our Patreon or, or you know tipped us in any way. Uh, so thank you guys so much, and everything goes right back into the podcast yeah. to help us keep growing this and taking this to new and better places. And, and so Ray, thank you very much. Let, we love just, you guys. Just let me say, you're beautiful beautiful i i heard you have a beautiful penis mike mike told me it's amazing Who? i'm very ray? yes i'm sure ray's amazing um Jesus ray thank how you, you know so it's much. A, how do you know it's a man <laughs> uh, if it's if it's a lady it's big dick energy okay because Jesus she supported Christ. this show if it oh my god look my mic's shaking over here i'm so excited ray thank you for the support that's all i'm trying to say okay mike you just you just got me flustered and derailed right there no um i do want to say a special shout out to each of our guests i just want to name them by name really quick javier unbelievable love you brother thank you for coming on the show adam what a time shutting it down for us you really brought us home when we were tired we were exhausted and i had to catch a flight uh leah what a start to the trip. Oh, just, just bringing so much joy and a big smile and welcoming us to Vegas. Ju Young, who was just surgical. Girl was like a doctor on there. And I know that's not even the line from her episode, but I'll tell you what. She was in and out and just like, just so clean with the episode. And I really appreciated that. Obviously, um, you know, Alex Velez uh, from Lost Spirits Distillery. What a time. What an experience for us in person and then also on the episode and how could we ever forget Kat, the queen <laughs> of dicks, who absolutely uh, pulled the veil back like some Wizard of Oz shit on the dive bar scene in, uh, in, in downtown Vegas. And she, was, she had just such a big heart. And I really loved that episode and all of the episodes. So thank you, guys. I, I you definitely did. I definitely did get a little too drunk on Kat's episode. Well, yeah, but so that, you I'll know, that and, and that's and that's why we're giving a special ha- uh, thanks to me. people like Kat who carried us to the finish. So <laughs> yes, um, I'm going to keep it moving, guys. So, you know, as always, look, we can't do this without you. We love you. We thank you. Please listen to the end if you want to follow uh, some of our socials. You want to get some of the show merch. You want to support us in other ways. You can get as involved with the show as you want. We just shouted out our first ever Bozells, our first ever Big Tippers. You can be one of those as well. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon or just leave us a tip or any other way you want to support the show, please help us grow this community. We cannot do it without you. We've done it with you from here till now. We can't believe we've gone from bad audio to good mics to interviewing amazing guests like we have tonight. So please 
listen to the end of the outro for all of that information. Um, and maybe there's a special little button at the end if you're not one of those listeners that listens all the way to the last couple seconds, the closing credits. Um, as we do always say before our shows, guys, we love to have fun here. But remember, if you're struggling, please reach out to us. Shoot us an email. Um, if you're struggling with mental health, substance abuse, you just need somebody to talk to. Mike and I are not professional counselors, but we have been in this business a long time. We've dealt with a lot of these things. We've struggled with a lot of these things. I know I still am struggling with a lot of this. Um, you know, you hear me on the show giving Mike a lot of shit and being frantic. That's because this business is a grind and, and it gets to you and it gets to your mental health. So please reach out if we can just be an ear to talk to. If you need professional help if you need just reach out to somebody uh, Mike is going to put a professional resource at the end of the show we encourage you to call them contact them we want you to be happy and healthy that's the biggest thing you know if you you can't keep coming back and having fun with us if you're not taking care of yourself so make sure you're doing that if you need some help don't hesitate to reach out make that today um, after that somber moment I think it's time we have an incredible episode for you tonight we have a wonderful guest that goes by the name of Chewy, or at least that's what his friends call him. That's right. We have Matthew Rangel with a very, very special take on a Bloody Mary, all the way from the great cheese state of Wisconsin. Here it is, Matthew Rangel and the Wisconsin Bloody Mary. Okay, guys, we are here with Matthew Rangel. How are you, my friend? Hi, how you doing? Outstanding. I love seeing your smiling face, even though we can't be right here next to you. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's probably good for you because Mike gets a little handsy with people's thighs. Next thing you know, uh, you know, you think we're just recording a podcast. You're getting a little squeeze here and there. You know, it gets a little. I mean, it's a boy from Kansas. You know, I mean, yeah. if he had his way, we'd what always record in the trailer. What's that supposed to mean? It depends on how many <laughs> drinks I'm into as well. You're yeah. the one that said you were looking for a hot day those tonight. Are. Oh, don't don't tempt me with a good time. I might have to <laughs> come down there and do a do a second podcast with you guys. <laughs> uh, Boilermaker tape. Here we come. Um, no, man, I'm so happy that we were able to do this, and and I cannot thank you enough for your undying patience as Definitely. I have gotten ready for this episode. It's been a slog of a day. Um, I am not always one for organization and punctuality, but I'm so happy we are doing this and we are off and running. So it is, this is your show and we want to get to know a little bit about you, a little about this wonderful cocktail that you brought for us today. A little bit of a take on a classic. And I love that you brought your kind of Wisconsin hometown roots, um, you know, to the show with the cocktail you selected. It's not just personal. It, it is uh, it's special to where you come from as well. And so I think that's going to resonate with a lot of listeners from that region. I love that. Before we talk a little bit about the cocktail, your service industry experience, just tell me what interested you about being on the show, period. Why are you here with us? Um, I honestly think uh, uh, it, it, I, I'm always looking to uh, collaborate with people. Um, I've had so many people reach out to me um, through uh, Instagram and through TikTok, through Facebook, and, uh, you know, not, not even, like, want to work with me, but just, you know, just kind words and things like that, and that goes a long way because um, a lot of stuff sometimes, especially if you have um, opinions on certain things, uh, people will more often than not um, say they hate your content than say they love your content. <laughs> and um, uh, a, a very dear person in my life uh, kind of was has been making me uh, see the bigger picture and, and see like, hey, 
you know, a lot of these people, a lot of these comments are 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 good comments. You're just focusing on the negative comments. So focus on the mm-hmm. good ones. And Not- um, Michael uh, reached out to me um, through Instagram and just said, "Hey, like you know, I love your stuff. Like you're hilarious. Keep going." Um, and I was like, "Oh, you're on a podcast." And I was like, you know. And this uh, person of mine also has been pushing me to, you know, explore other things other than just video. And they were like, go ahead, like, you know, give me a nudge yeah. telling me to telling me to go and uh, and see what's going on. So uh, when uh, I kind of uh, saw that you guys were doing a podcast, I was like, yeah, let me let me see if I can uh, finagle my way into getting on here and hanging out with these guys. So, I, yeah, I love you know, it. Here it's, we are. <laughs> it's so copacetic, right? Like. We are both trying to home grow this thing. And um, Mike's so right. We love the content that you put out, man. It is, uh, it's a wonderful reprieve, especially for me, somebody that doesn't like social media and tries to avoid it at all costs. When I have to post for our show on Instagram, it's wonderful where every now and then there's your smiling face that pops up in the feed <laughs> to make me laugh while I'm on the shitter. You know, it's a wonderful <laughs> just moment in time where I get to say, Maybe there is some redeeming qualities about this app. Um, but yeah. so happy to have you on, and, and I love me, that you have a similar story as us. Let me give a little bit of context to the listeners at home here. So Matt, uh, he's, his TikTok account is the real Matty R, and, and I saw him on Instagram where he's posting his stuff. Um, and he does, he does bartender skits in and, and, and shorts, right? So just basic short little funny bits and takes on bartending. And, you know, there's a lot of those out there right now. You know, I've seen a lot and I've seen more people getting into it. uh, Or maybe I'm just now starting to see it, even if it's been out for a while. But your stuff absolutely uh, stood stood out to me because it it is so genuinely funny. And I could really even though I haven't been bartending for years, I could relate to so much of it. And uh, yeah, just really enjoyed that. So and you're you know, you're fucking hilarious. So it's like, yeah, this will be an easy recording where we can just, you know, talk some shop and, uh, you know, maybe do a little bit of cross promotion for both of us. So that's the context that you were missing there, Steve. Everybody's like, we love his content. Like, what the fuck? Who who is this fucking guy? Well, that's the thing. It's called a tease, baby. You know, if they want, if they want can't give them hey, the listen. whole thing in the first five minutes. <laughs> listen, this ain't fresh squeezed orange juice for free. If you want the juice, you got to squeeze it, all right? Get on there, all right? And well, I this is kind of momentous, too, because you just hit 4 million likes on TikTok today, right? I did. Um, well, within the hour, while uh, probably while Steve was uh, throwing up, I, uh, I hit 4 million. <laughs> Very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. And, uh, you know, just so many momentous occasions. Last part of the year, quit my job, threw up, you got 4 million followers. I mean... I'm not sure where they rank, like which one is like the most interesting, but no, it's probably, uh, it's probably your unbelievable following. We, we love your stuff, man. So, so happy yeah, to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks um, for joining us. I do want to talk a little bit uh, right off the bat about this cocktail because, you know, when, when I see a Bloody Mary, I'm like, okay, not a super intricate drink, but this one has some very unique flair to it. It has roots in Wisconsin. This is the Wisconsin Bloody Mary, and it is uh, courtesy of the Pub of Wisconsin. Is that the correct name of the of the bar? Uh, pub on Wisconsin. Pub yeah. on Wisconsin. Yeah. I assume that's a street running through. It is. It is on Wisconsin Street, and uh, okay. also it is uh, a Wisconsin Badger themed bar. Got it. Got, um, it. Got it. So, and their you know battle cry is on Wisconsin. So um, it just ah, kind of works. They were like. Yeah, it's great. And actually, um, they didn't name the bar. Um, they reestablished the name of the bar. Um, the bar's been around um, uh, for, I think, since the either 70s or 80s, I want to say. 
um, and it's gone through a few different iterations and, and names and stuff, but the pub on Wisconsin kind of always really stuck, but it was like Greg's pub on Wisconsin or uh, 525 on Wisconsin, and that's the, that's the you know, uh, address of it um, mm-hmm. where it is, you know, but it's always, you know, been there, been on Wisconsin Street, and, and it's always been kind of, you know, red and white kind of themed. So they yeah. were like, let's really, um, when a, a couple good buddies of mine uh, bought the bar back in 2018, they were like, yeah, we're we're going heavy on, on Wisconsin Badgers, and uh, we're going heavy because uh, uh, actually the, the nickname of one of the owners uh, is Badger. So uh, they okay. were just like, you know what? Let's uh, let let's ride this thing out. Let's let's just let's let's it. get a bunch of Wisconsin <laughs> stuff. And they have you know they have like the Capitol building on a big mural and stuff like that. And their mascot is um, kind of uh, a reimagining of 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 uh, the Badger over there. So like you know it's so uh, when, yeah when, when when you and your boys hit the town right, it's just a bunch of woodland creatures. We got Chewy, we got the Badger. Everybody's out to fuck Bambi's mom, you know. It's just rolling around town, looking for uh, looking for does. But um, yep, yep, uh, the, that, that's great. And look, they're they're smart because people know college football moves the needle. And if you're gonna get up and tailgate for Badger football, you need a few Bloody Marys in you. So it's a perfect perfect drink for the context. Um, Tell the people a little bit about, just right off the bat, the uniqueness of this drink. How you guys pair it with the beer, some of the other things you put in, and maybe the tradition of the beer paired with the bloody. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think um, a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to say Wisconsin makes the best Bloody Marys um, or the best old fashions or, you know, the best drinks, things like that. But they do have some sort of uniqueness to them because there is an old fashioned uh that is, you know, universal throughout the United States, but there's a, a million different recipes for it. But there's only one Wisconsin old fashioned, and everybody fights about it all the time. I think that's the same thing with uh, the Bloody Mary. You can go to, you know, you can go to Illinois or you can go to Florida, uh, Arizona, and get a Bloody Mary, and it's basically just, uh, for the most part, some sort of, you know, generic Bloody Mary mix that has pre-spiced stuff in it. And then mm-hmm. they toss that in with, with some rail vodka or, if you're feeling fancy, some Tito's. And then call it a day, stick a celery stick and uh, a beef stick on there. And that's about it. So uh, the Wisconsin Bloody Mary, um, this one particularly from Pub on Wisconsin, this is their recipe that they asked me. I actually had to ask them. I was like, yeah. Do, do I give out a secret or two or what? You know, and they were like, no, it's fine. Um, but we do all of the um, the blending. It's not a pre-mix. So we do all of the blending. Um, you, on make, you make your own mix. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of people. And I honestly think that's where uh, a lot of the, you know, when people are like, oh, don't order a Bloody Mary past midnight. I think that kind of comes from this style of Bloody Mary because if it's just a pre-made mix, vodka – and a straw and a, and a beef stick, yeah, it, that's really easy. I would rather make that than a mojito, you know. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. if it's if it's this Bloody Mary that we're making, I got about seventeen different steps that I got to do. Um, yeah. and you got to get the bars. you got to get the fresh badger juice, you know, yeah. which is not easy. You got to cultivate that. Yeah, um, yep. early in badger, the morning. Badger blood, exactly. Um, yeah, but they, uh, you know, they they make it easy, um, particularly at some of the bars that I go to they make it easy to be like okay if you have a setup and you've done this 300 times you know you made 40 bloody marys on a sunday afternoon 
I can make a Bloody Mary just about as quickly as I can make a mojito. So at, at this point, it's really not too hard. It's just getting in the, in the practice of, you know, what right. you're doing and what you're throwing in. So well, Why don't you tell us the ingredients and how, how we back it up with the beer? Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm curious, you touched on something there about the uniqueness of Wisconsin cocktails, and I want to circle back to that here in a second. But let's teach the people how to make it and tell them why we back it up with the beer, or what, what the tradition is behind that. But um, uh, let's part this cocktail, put it together. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what we do is, uh, you know, you get a pint glass and a tin tumbler, um, throw some ice in there. And then uh, the uniqueness of our Bloody Mary is we have a bunch of infused uh, vodkas with it. Uh, Pub in Wisconsin particularly particularly uses uh, Leroy Butler's Leap Vodka, and we infuse that with uh, cucumber, garlic, um, uh, jalapeno. Uh, if you want to get super, super spicy, they have like this ghost <laughs> pepper one, things like that. Um, my favorite personally is uh, the bacon-infused garlic one. That one's very solid. And uh, so then we take that, you know, you do uh, three dashes of uh, Worcestershire sauce, uh, a good shake of celery salt, some A1 sauce, a couple dashes of uh, Pilsen Spicy al- Abdo Seasoning. I don't know, I necessarily know how to say that. Uh, uh, yeah, like the f- little, I think it's that little, like, Hispanic or, or Mexican seasoning you get yep. a lot of taco, tacos, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yep, Almost yep. like cumin. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then... Uh, <laughs> Where was I at? Uh, oh, there we are. Uh, five dashes of Vulcan fire salt. Um, we actually get that up in Milwaukee uh, at the uh, place called the Spice House up there in Milwaukee. We drive up there when we're running low and we grab it and come back. Um, I don't know if that's everywhere, but we can only find it in Milwaukee up there. Um, and then you throw your vodka inside there and then you top it off. Um, we specifically do Sacramento bloody mix. Um, that's the most, that's the best consistency that, um, we feel like, uh, makes a really good solid bloody Mary, especially when you're, uh, not pre-mixing something. Um, it's, it's a little thick, but then it, uh, waters it up somewhat with, uh, the ice and the, uh, vodka. You want, you want a bloody to stick to you. You know what I mean? Yes. You want to almost like slap it onto your bones like Play-Doh or something or like yeah. clay. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't need it to be sludge, but it can't be it can't be watered down. It cannot be just square tomato juice. Yeah, absolutely. Like an alcoholic carpaccio or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ain't going to play. Yeah. And then one of our biggest things that we do, um, particularly at Pub on Wisconsin, is uh, we do not vigorously shake the Bloody Mary. Uh, we actually toss it four times in the tin, from the tin to the pint glass, tin to the pint glass, uh, four times, and then, almost like folding it, like with yeah. uh, that's that's a staple down here when we are, when we're cooking crab cakes in Baltimore. <laughs> if you ever see somebody using a tool to mix their crab cakes, do not eat those fucking crab cakes. <laughs> they need to be folded by hand with great care and delicacy. All yeah, right, absolutely. And then we uh, we top it off with a uh, a shit ton of toppings. Uh, that's really what we're known for. Uh, in Wisconsin, I think as well is yeah. you know sometimes you get sometimes you get a lemon lime if you're lucky a beef stick and a stalk of celery. Um, not in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, uh, we top it off you know lemon lime beef stick uh, celery, um, and then we do a bunch of pickled stuff too. Uh, pickles, uh, green olives. Uh, I know at our bar particularly at Pub on Wisconsin and another bar that I work at. Uh, we do uh, mushrooms, uh, we do uh, asparagus, we do green beans. Uh, obviously, we throw some cheese curds in there because how <laughs> would you not do it in Wisconsin? 
you have to serve these in like a bucket or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually, uh, when I was managing a bar, I uh, made a, uh, got a basket that actually sat on top of a Bloody Mary and we did uh, like little fried foods on top of it. Oh, I like that. And I've I've seen it. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just going to say, when I saw you were doing the Bloody Mary tonight, I was really excited because Bloody Mary is one of my favorite cocktails, and I think they're, they've got to be like the most versatile cocktail, because there are so many ways you can do it. I mean, in, in Maryland, they do some with like crab meat and stuff in them. So Yeah, so we used I to have it's a, just one a, called the Davy Jones, which had a mini cheeseburger slider, a jumbo lump shrimp, and a jumbo crab steamed crab claw, and that would sit on top, and we'd stake the straw through the cheeseburger. So yeah, yeah somebody... I, I, somebody Somebody tagged us in one. There was literally a, a whole fucking rotisserie like Cornish game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like it, it just gets to a point where, like I said, it. you need a bucket or something. So, so Milwaukee, um, Milwaukee, there's a there's a very famous place which um, I will talk shit about them. Uh, they're uh, I believe they're called Sobelmans, um, and they put wow he named them wow right out shit. the gates. Don't it's, even I shake mean, it, Mike. If you want to make a shitty Bloody Mary, make a shitty Bloody Mary because that's what Fuck you, Sobelmans. Um, <laughs> there's a there's actually it's hilarious. Uh there's a Bloody Mary book. It's called it's like something like Wisconsin's Best Bloody Marys or whatever. And they're actually in the book. A ton of these Bloody Marys are like awesome and super unique and super crazy. Sobelmans, literally their Bloody Mary ingredients. Bloody Mary mix. Tito's vodka. Ice. That's it. In, That's the, the, list. in the book. In the, the book. book like in the pages, huge for Sobelman's and it the list is three ingredients. And like, <laughs> there were there was some the there was fuck, some politics going like, on with that. Uh, and, yeah, and somebody just, knew somebody. Well they didn't uh, they they literally they don't give a shit about how shitty their Bloody Mary tastes because they put so much. If you Google Sobelman's Milwaukee, you'll see the most craziest Bloody Mary toppings ever. And it's just because they can sell it for fifty bucks, right? But it's just vodka. It's just vodka. It's vodka and tomato juice, basically. And I'm going to rein you in here because there's a lot of shit talking to go, (laughs) but we have to get to the gauntlet. So tell the people why we back this up with a beer because that seems to be part of the tradition too. Yeah, um, I I honestly personally don't really know uh, where or how that started, but I think that it's a super unique thing to Wisconsin. Is like. If you you know somebody's from Wisconsin, if they're asking for a beer chaser with their Bloody Mary, um, now is it I like in, is it in like a little tumbler? Or are we talking about a full beer? Uh, usually, usually about a five ounce. Um, and every bar is unique, but um, usually the best one I've seen is about five or six ounces of beer. Uh, yeah. That is a chaser, and it just like a lot of the times is because you know you're a little uh, you're a little hungover usually when you get a Bloody Mary. Uh, sure. You want some hair of the dog, and um, sometimes spice helps with that. So uh, you can, you know, uh, I actually don't think I added, uh, we do, uh, you know, if you want it spicier or whatnot, there are a few different things we can put into it. Um, some bartenders like uh, Sriracha, I think uh, Tabasco because of yeah, the, Tabasco. because of the, um, potency oh, of the, the pepper. Yeah. Uh, well, the, um, what's the. You know, with the pickle pickle juice and stuff, the do 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 do. I'm sorry, Matt. I no, have you're good. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. there, there, there's some sort of it. It works really well, I think, with um, with the toppings, like the yeah. the uh, the brine uh, that that kind of that that it kind of lends to. Is that, yeah. that what you're thinking? Of? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I, I personally think it just pairs well yeah. uh, with the no blade, doubt, but. 
Um, you know, if if it's a pretty spicy Bloody Mary, especially if you used it, you know, a spicy infused vodka as well, you're gonna want something to, you know, kind of kind of calm your uh, your heat in your mouth there. So I personally think a, a nice cold beer, a little bit of beer to sip on while you're sipping on the Bloody Mary works fantastic. And and look, no matter what you think out there, uh, listeners. For any of you who have not had tomato juice or Bloody Mary mix and a light beer, there is nothing better than a red eye to bring you back from the fucking grave. That was a classic in pretty much every seafood stop in Baltimore is to have, uh, you know, if you come in, you're hungover as shit, you see that patron, that regular of yours that's wandered in on a Saturday morning after a long Friday night of drinking, put that light beer in front of him, put that natty bow up there, pour a shot of Bloody Mary mix in there. The tomato juice naturally will rehydrate you. The beer gives you that hair of the dog. And so all we're doing is kicking it up a notch with a little bit of vodka, a little bit of spice, <laughs> and getting that day going extra hair of the dog, double time. So, all right, let's mix these up. I think everybody's – I got mine already pre-made, folks. So if you guys are ready, I think we need to throw a glass in the air. Has everybody got theirs? Yeah, I actually uh, – I, I do have a small confession. Um, I hate Bloody Mary's. <laughs> it was hilarious. So I got a PBR here. Um, no, I, I, son of I, a actually, I actually, I actually, Bloody Mary's. Um, I do. After all that, man, I feel betrayed. Honestly, no. Uh, the, the reason why I did this um, is because I think it's pretty fucking funny. Um, also, the Bloody Mary. I'm from Wisconsin. Like, you got to do it. And uh, we have a really unique one. Um, but I also uh, throwing in my uh, bartender experience there. I hate Bloody Marys. I can make the hell out of them. Um, I, I love making them. I just don't like drinking them. But I do like drinking Bloody Mollies. Um, I particularly, that's with, uh, instead of vodka, you put in whiskey. I particularly put in Tullamore Dew. So if somebody whoa, listening. Whoa, Irish yeah. whiskey and tomato juice? Yep. yep. So if, huh. if while we're, somebody while we're like the it. same recipe, just with whiskey instead? Yep. If, if oh somebody doesn't like Bloody Marys and that they're listening right now, I 100% urge them to try this recipe with Tullamore, dude. Look, since um, we're all coming clean. fantastic. Matt, since we're all coming clean. Okay. I hate vodka. So, <laughs> so I did your exact recipe separate from the Vulcan fire salt. Yeah, with yeah. tequila, so I'm enjoying a nice Bloody Maria this yeah, evening. Bloody Maria. See, yeah, what what did I tell you? It's such a versatile drink. Yeah, I love yeah. it. All right. Well, listen, as we always say, let's raise a glass. Um, cheers to Wisconsin, because I'm about to talk some shit. So cheers to Wisconsin for now. Hey. We love you, our friends to the north. And as we always say, don't just listen along. Drink along. Cheers. All right. See, I do love Bloody Mary, uh, Bloody Marys, so I would actually love to come up and I, I didn't know the Wisconsin Bloody Mary was this whole thing, so I've got to come up there and try one at some point in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes you can find them, um, sp- uh, particularly like uh, if you go to some snowbird states and uh, Wisconsin themed bars. Um, Packer fans travel really well too, so there's a lot of you know like in Arizona and Florida and stuff like that. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bars uh, that have retirees that have staples down there so you Uh, could go to a wisconsin bar in arizona or somewhere and find a good bloody mary i guarantee it what do you what do you want to say steve i am so happy you brought up packer fans (laughs) i'm happy we got to hear so you said that you use leap vodka which is famous from the gentleman 
who was a former Packer, Leroy, famous for the Lambo yep. leap. Now, Leroy I am a diehard Bear fan. 32 oh, years, going fun. strong. It's in my blood. My grandmother was buried in her Gale Sayers jersey. She loves the Bears more than me, okay? When I say the pack is whack, I say it with my fucking soul, okay? <laughs> All right? The pack is whack. I want it to be heard. For every Wisconsin listener out there, I hope you hate me. I hope you don't like me. Bring on the haters. Guess what? You sell ad space, too. All right? Bring it fucking on. On top of that. On top of that. That's um, all right. One of my best friends, uh, Josh Ligas, is a diehard Bear fan as well. So yeah. He's, he's going to love that there's a Bear fan in here. <laughs> Josh, you're welcome on the show anytime. And I'm going to shout you out as, a, out as a Bozell, even if you don't tip, just because you're a Jesus good Christ. person <laughs> and you're going to heaven. But look, it's really important for all you Packer fans to know before we move on, winter is coming. Aaron Rodgers is dead. You are about to go into 10 years of mediocrity. This lucky charm bullshit of great quarterback after great quarterback and an organization running you into the ground, not squeezing the juice out, not getting the championships that you deserve as a fan base out of the great talent they had. It's over, baby. You are going to slowly slip to the bottom of this division. Enjoy being the Lions for the next 15 years because that's what you're going to be. I cannot wait, wait to root for Jordan Love to shit the bed and throw two picks every week. You fucks! All right, I'm going to be nice again. I'm sorry. It's Honestly, been, by the time this podcast comes out, uh, the Packers are probably going to be in the playoffs, you know, and run the table. So, last <laughs> time they, we were the last seed in the playoffs, uh, we ran the table and won the Super Bowl. So that was what 13 years ago, 12 years ago, something yeah. like that. When okay. when was the Bears? See, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't watch sports. I thought the Bears like sucked like always. They're awful. We are the winningest They're team like in NFL winning. history with the most championships if you count non Super Bowl you, you, you era, are, what, like the 1930s or something. Actually, it did pass. They did. Packers but I wasn't going to bring that up. I was hoping you didn't know that. God damn it. I th didn't right. we beat you guys to pass you? We're terrible. I have no nice things, okay? Oh, All I can do is hate, and I'm going to continue to hate, 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 hate. But the great thing is around the corner, down the line, I see the future, okay? Aaron will die. He will. He's going to get hit by a bus one of these days. Oh, my or God. Or frozen over in a Wisconsin winter. And then you're going to slowly slip into mediocrity, and you're going to know how it feels to be a fan like me every year. All right. You know, now they've been, Steve, saying, that, that, they've been saying that my entire life. Um, <laughs> the first game I remember watching is the 96 Super Bowl. I feel like Brett the Game Favre. of Thrones. I feel so, like Game of Thrones. Uh, I, I have never seen... Um, <laughs> I have never seen this decline that they've been saying for 32, almost of my 33 years of my life. People didn't so believe. If it happens, like, cool. It's, I mean, Matt, it is what it is. People didn't believe Jon Snow, okay? People didn't believe Jon Snow. And then what happened? Winter fucking came. And guess what? It's coming. All right? So, Steve, you had a great drink history, cocktail history. Right? I really do. Thank you. I Sorry, I just had to get that out. <laughs> Jeez, I'm Oof. just going to go. Woof. Woof. Um, uh, Ran so, us back in. So, obviously, the Bloody Mary has so many claims to fame. Obviously, Mike said it was so versatile. We have talked a lot about the Bloody Mary, the Caesar, some of the other kind of peripheral bloody drinks on this show before. There are so many people that lay claim to fame of this drink. There are people like Fernand Petio, who originally claimed the drink in 1920s France. There are people like George Jessel, who claimed the drink from, like, the 1930s New York period. There's another gentleman, Henry uh, Zipkowitz, uh, who claims it also kind of in the 30s for the, uh, at the 21 Club in New York. So I don't really want to get into, the like, who made it, who didn't make it. The point is, at some point, somebody slapped, uh, uh, you know, uh, tomato juice and vodka or gin in a glass and said, hey, here's your Bloody Mary. It's delicious. Don't you love it? And everybody's like, wow, this is incredible. Now, 
I think the important thing that I want to focus in on that we don't talk about enough is the name. You know, the original recipe in a lot of places was not called a Bloody Mary. What it was called is a bucket of blood, which is really? not as an appealing <laughs> name as what it came to be known as is the Bloody Mary. However, I think that a bucket of blood would be less morbid than the actual drinks roots. The actual drinks uh, uh, name, the Bloody Mary, is, of course, named after, uh, you know, a famous, famous queen. Uh, let me. Excuse me, find the name. Queen Mary the First of England, who was named Bloody Mary. The reason she's named Bloody Mary is because she's attempting to reestablish the Catholic Church in England. And there is this giant outbreak of bloodshed all throughout England as Protestants and Catholics are clashing and and, and religion, an entire state of religion is oppressing people people by literally having like bloody fights in the street. So the next time you're enjoying uh, a Bloody Mary on a hungover Saturday morning. Remember that religious repression brought you this drink. <laughs> okay. One good, good thing that dark. was born out of that. Um, <laughs> that that was a short-lived cocktail history, but I, I really, um, you know, I always love that anecdote about the particular name. Uh, we're going to wind it back down, and I feel like I owe Matt an apology. I went in really hot there, and it's not about it was, you. Matt. I felt, no, I, I felt. I've, I've like heard I've, worse from Bear fans. Matt, it's more about my pain. Bear fans. Look, listen, if I didn't have you, I'd have nothing in my life, right? If I didn't have Packer fans to hate, I, I don't know what I would, my heart would probably stop beating, so... Um, we, 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 we are you. very uh, proud of our history, uh, yes. both of us. Um, one, yes. one side is delusional; the other uh, has championships. So, well, you, you know. know, you know. I mean, I mean, one side has had a very cold winter for the last thirty years, and one, the other side, that time is coming. But we will discuss that further uh, off air. Um, all right, let's get right into it. As we always kick off the show, before we get into the gauntlet, we like to do what we call our drink-in, okay? This is kind of like LinkedIn, but it's for the service industry. All right, so we want to know three things. How did you first get into the service business? What's the extent of your service industry experience? And then tell us about some of the different positions and bars you've been at. So first, how did you get into the business? Uh, yeah, so it, it kind of a kind of a pretty funny story. Um so I was working at a really good, uh, high-paying job. Um, I had worked in uh, – I was in the Army uh, for a little while, and then I went to a couple factories, just bounced around to a couple factories, uh, didn't really get fired, just didn't like them and wanted to uh, explore other opportunities. So I left the factory job on a whim. I actually spilled almond milk all over myself one day in a cooler and had to smell like almond milk <laughs> all day. And I uh, went home that night and filled out FAFSA to go back to school. I was 25 years old, and I've always wanted to be an actor. Um, that's my passion. That's what I want to do. I want to act. I want to write. I want to direct. And uh, so I said, fuck it. I'm going to go do this. And I left and decided to go to college. And uh, shout out to one of my very dear friends, Chad. Uh, I had actually trained him at a pizza place, a local pizza place, um, when we were in high school and he eventually became the manager at this pizza place. And I reached out to him and said, Hey, I'm quitting this job, but I obviously need to still pay rent. Can you give me, you know, uh, the highest pay rate you can at 39 hours a week? I will be your best employee. And he said, I can't give you 40 hours, but I can give you a 39 and a half at the highest rate I possibly can. And I said, all right. And I did the math. I crunched the numbers and I said, all right, I can go to college. So 
I left, went to that pizza place, and then one day I was just at a local bar of my, ours uh, with my two brothers, uh, Jacob and Jamie, hanging out, having a couple beers, and uh, I had played kickball for this uh, team, uh, or for this bar. Uh, we, they sponsored our kickball team, so I kind of knew uh, the bartenders that were there. One was the bar manager, and uh, they were slammed when we were at uh, uh, at this bar hanging out. It was like a Friday night. They had a DJ. It was just absolutely crazy, and it was just two of them bartending, and this bar had a capacity of like 200, 250 people, so it's 125 people to one, you know, so... I started grabbing uh, glasses and uh, empties off tables and bringing them up to the bar because it was a really large bar. Uh, so I started uh, bussing tables for them, uh, you know, just like going up, getting a drink, bussing tables. And uh, the manager just made this offhanded comment. She was like, man, you're you're so awesome, dude. I should hire you. And I was like, I'm actually like eating ramen every single day, like trying to go to school and, you know, make – make this uh, career move, uh, make my dreams happen. So, like, any extra money would be great. And she was like, all right, come in next week for an interview. And so I went in I went in for an interview, and it wasn't even an interview. She was like, all right, what's your schedule look like? We're going to put you on as a barback. And so I started barbacking, and then a couple months later, eventually bartending, and uh, the rest is history. That'll be seven years, uh, February 14th. You, you Listen, what a beautiful answer to that question. Now, I, I, I got to say, usually I have to uh, manage the guest question to question. You segued right into the next one. You did my job for me. We should be paying you, except for we don't make any money. Um, but, yeah, I was going to ask you what's the extent of your experience. You already said that it kind of, like, blossomed from this, like, uh, unofficial busboy bar back into now bartending. And I think that's really cool. Uh, this business is so much predicated on like, do you work hard and we'll teach you everything else. Yeah. And, and I love those people that even without the opportunity, they're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do work and we'll see how it all shakes out. Those are the type of people you need to keep close to you in life. Cause they're the ones that, uh, not only have self-starting qualities to them, they can get themselves going. Um, but they're humble. They're willing to pitch in without uh, anything guaranteed to them. Now, I do want to jump in because I've had uh, people message us about how to get a bartending job. Do not go to just any random restaurant and start cleaning up and doing random work. It may not. It may, it may not shake out that well. Nah, do for it and you see what happens. You, gotta, you, you definitely got to know, you know, what you're doing and and, and who you are, uh, for sure. But um, you know, uh, the 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 best thing that I could say is, you know, um, like I think everybody should do this at a bar setting is, you know, when you're going up, and I've made a TikTok about this before. Also, when you're going up. To get another round, grab your empty fucking glasses and bring them up to the bar with That's you. just courtesy. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why you guys want to stand stand around shooting the shit uh, with 37 empty glasses around you. Like, pick them up, bring them over. You know, you don't have to throw them in the trash. You don't got to, like, try and get behind the bar and throw them away. But, like, bring them up to the well with you right. as long as they're not in, a like, a place that's designated to be clean. And you'll know where those places are. Um, you know, bring them up to the bar with you and be like, hey, you know, I got three empty bug Matt, lights. Can I get three more? 
Matt, mm-hmm. don't give people too much credit that they know where those places aren't supposed to be, okay? But, no, you do make a good point. I'll tell you, if I'm at a busy bar, I got five potential customers to serve, and there's one person standing there that just busts their table for me, guess who's getting service first? Absolutely. <laughs> you Absolutely. know what I mean? So, and, um, yeah. no, I think it's a good it's a good lesson. Um, where are you at right now? What's your current bar? Uh, oh, that's, a, that's a tough question. <laughs> I uh, currently work at uh, two bars, one brewery, and I also have keys to two other bars, which I kind of back up, fill, and help whenever they need. So nice. uh, I have five places right now. Um, I'm at you're, the Void. You're, you're a hired gun. I am. I am. I am a free agent, as uh, they say. Uh, I love that. Us. Um, so I, uh, I'm at the Void. Uh, it's just like an 80s, 90s theme bar downtown uh, in Racine. And then uh, over on the north side of Racine, I'm at a place called Old Milwaukee Pub, and that's uh, kind of like a Bucks Brewers Milwaukee uh, neighborhood kind of bar. And it actually has it's it's a house, and then they turn the first floor into a bar, and the upstairs kind of has like a little uh, lofty one bedroom up there, uh, so it's kind of cool. Um, and then I actually uh, travel up to Milwaukee. I'm not really that far uh, from Mobcraft Brewery in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Um, and I bartend slash bar back, uh, up there. Um, it's about 35 minutes away, but the money's really good. And, uh, they help me with all these places that I'm actually at help me with being able to pursue my acting career, uh, with my agent as well, um, as put food and uh, roof over my head. Uh, they help me pay the bills. But if I say at the last second, like, Hey guys, uh, my agent wants me down to Chicago. They're like, all right, go see ya. We'll figure it the fuck out. That's you know, awesome. So that's uh, why I kind I was of work in these places. You clearly yeah, had to curious. earn that, you know. But that's that's amazing. Yeah. If it's okay, I wanted to ask, uh, where do we typically see most of the uh, TikToks being recorded at, just out of curiosity? Yeah. So um, I definitely have recorded um, all of my tick, uh, all at all of these places. Um, mm-hmm. So I've uh, recorded them at The Void, Old Milwaukee Pub, Mobcraft. Mobcraft <clears> is kind of <throat> a little harder to record over there. But then the two places that I uh, am like kind of like a backup fill in, you know, if somebody gets sick or somebody goes on vacation is uh, Pub on Wisconsin and Toma mm-hmm. Hall. So Pub on Wisconsin actually also owns Old Milwaukee Pub. So we're kind of under the same umbrella. So technically I don't work at Pub on Wisconsin, but they have the same system. They have the same stuff. They have the same owners, same managers. So we're kind of like one giant family. We had our giant Christmas party over there. Um, with nice. both bars, so it's kind of like a dual bar system. Um, but most of my uh, uh, TikToks are at Pub on Wisconsin in the Void. Uh, that's where I do uh, most of them. The Void is just because um, during the day I can, you know, I, I got a key. I can pop on in there and do something really quick. Or like if it's the beginning of my shift, the first hour is usually, you know, a little slow. Everybody's waking up and stuff, so I just do TikToks there real quick. It doesn't <clears> take <throat> me too long to do them. So it's kind of. Uh, convenient easy and i really love you know like like with you guys i i loved coming on here because you know it's not like a it you guys are just normal good good looking oh good hair by the way i wanted to say that uh he mentioned it earlier um you know just good like all right there it is uh good hat uh (laughs) it's not a bear hat is it Hey baby, when I'm at Soldier, I take good the hat off. I'm steaming. I'm steaming off, off the fucking bald, dome. Uh, good, Put yeah. me in there. Good hat. Um, 
I'll no, break I, Aaron's I, fucking I really clavicle. like to uh, to collaborate with people so much, yes. um, <laughs> especially like I, I say this all the time too. Um, I have uh, like right now you can't really see it, but uh, this is a T-shirt. Uh, it's called uh, from my friend called Lou Cabana. And uh, him and a few other friends of mine, Willie Soul Kitchen and D Hutch, they uh, own a clothing store in downtown uh, Racine called Root City. And I have a bunch of their T-shirts. So when I do uh, TikToks, I usually wear a bunch of their T-shirts. And uh, that's the kind of thing, you know, like American Eagle doesn't give a rat's ass about me doing, you know, TikToks. My friends sure. who are trying to, you know, <clears throat> sell sell t-shirts and like make a living and uh promote their business they're the ones that are going to benefit from this um so i try to do i try to do most almost all of my tiktoks um at places where like it's gonna like you know if it blows up i can be like yeah come to the void and you know come hang out exactly and that's why i was asking because it'd be it'd be cool to come to the place where i've seen a bunch of those tiktoks that i like so i love that and we're so passionate about that you know we have this incredible friend and 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 really now has has been such an unbelievable partner in helping us with um just some different marketing things but also just really inspiring us um you know chandler from herd and that's her thing like she is relentlessly supporting her friends um through her business and i love that about her and i and you know as we grow this community this is the special thing that mike and i talk about consistently behind the scenes i don't know if we talk about enough of it on the mic you know it's a passion project. It'd be great if it went somewhere. But even if it doesn't, for Mike and I, this is this weird human capital experience. Yeah, Every single person we meet is like, okay, boom. Now if I'm in Racine, it's no question. I'm calling Matt. Yeah. We're going to go to Pub on Wisconsin. <laughs> We're, I, I want to go check out that t-shirt shop because um, you know, yeah, I want to find something cool and unique, right? Dude. It becomes this whole like vibrant community that we're building like one person at a time. So it's, it, it's it, this may be a little crass, but it, it almost reminds me of like girls gone wild. Like if you just walked up <laughs> on a beach and you, and you were, and you, and you like asked some chick like, Hey, can I see your titties? You're going to get slapped or the cops called or something. You've got t-shirts and a video camera and they all just dump them right out with the bartenders. We walk into these random cities and we're like, hey, we've got a microphone. Can we interview? People invite us into their bars, into their homes. They come over and meet us really after not knowing well. us at all. Yeah. And it's been incredible. So, and I, I love it, but it is. It's like, it's like, hey, I got a microphone and people are willing to open up the, uh, you know, their, their, their lives to you. And it's, it's been so much fun. And yeah, I and really of, appreciate you coming on. And of on. course, Mike and I come prepared and organized and, and of course, uh, you know, ready to do the show on time, which I think makes it, those people feel like we're, professionals and 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 we're and and we're ready to really showcase what they have to offer but all right listen i gotta hold your feet to the fire a little bit matt you are a very skilled talker Ooh, i see somebody in the background do we need to pause <laughs> no 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 we're good i'm just okay. uh, gotcha uh, little little nonverbal communicate <laughs> um no before we get into this i gotta hold your feet to the fire a little bit you're a very talented talker i see that you can weave a tapestry a vocabulary for me and I want to keep hearing those stories because this is your show and we are showcasing you however this is the gauntlet all right it is something that you need to chop through like a man going through the jungle with a machete there is only one way through and it is forward are you ready my friend I am I just got a fresh beer we're good to go outstanding outstanding well Thank listen you, I'm, using, <laughs> I'm using her laptop <laughs> well good luck to you I am uh, really excited to hear some of your answers to these questions. The Bloody Marys are hitting. The beer is chasing. 
If you're out there, make sure you're drinking along because here is the last gauntlet of 2022. All right, guys, let's kick off the gauntlet. Question number one, pet peeves and misconceptions. Tell us about uh, when patrons don't understand something, when your fellow coworkers do something that's a pet peeve, just some of the things about the service industry that are, are just, just really sticking to your craw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know how many people are uh, familiar with uh, my TikToks, but uh, some of the most viral ones are... Um, Bottles that piss me off as a bartender. Uh, I've seen these. These are good. <laughs> and I get, you know, I, I get a lot of stuff and a lot of flack. And like, um, also pretty much um, uh, almost all of my TikToks are somewhat in reality. But most of the time, I don't, I don't hate bottles. Like it's, it, yeah, it's, can, a Patron bottle can get a little annoying. Okay. The Tito's uh, cone on top of it can get pretty annoying sometimes. Uh, but I like. I don't absolutely hate these bottles, you know, so it's, it's hyperbole. Just, it, it's it's for comedy, fun, you know, um, a lot of people are just like, you know, I, I had made this one uh, a few weeks ago um, about overrated bottles uh, or overrated liquors. And I came at Hendrix and just people started blowing me up like you're a shitty bartender. You don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Hendrix is amazing. I personally hate gin. I hate gin. It's just it's an opinion. Packer fan. <laughs> and also, uh, the more controversial it is, um, I don't know if you guys know uh, what uh, New Glarus Spotted Cow is. You oh, can yeah. only get it in Wisconsin. No, you can't. And we have it. At, we have it at us. We do you can, really? Yes, well, we can it, spot it. A, a, yeah, they're a beer hall. They don't distribute in Wisconsin. They do not distribute it to Maryland. Out, outside of Wisconsin? Oh. We, they don't distribute outside of Wisconsin. Stay with me because I'm 100% going to back you up here. Uh. You cannot get Spotted Cow outside of Wisconsin. However... Your bar owner can drive to fucking Wisconsin and other states to get exclusive beers. We are literally a beer house with over 300 select beers, and we order or go and buy beers for our, our best regulars. We have a what's called a mug club, and every year people can uh, sign up for a drawing of their favorite beer if they drink so many steins with us throughout the year. So there is some crazy things we have done. We have brought Spotted Cow into Dallas. Little hitch in the little big hitch favorite. In the law. Okay. okay. Big favorite. Don't tell people. All right. <laughs> no, yeah. I, all the all the time. I like you know. I uh, I go to different places, and if I can, I bring Spotted Cow um, because you can walk into a bar and I can sell a case for a hundred dollars. You know, easy. Like um, yeah. that I, I've never done that because that would be illegal. Um, of course, to, of course not. To, and to we sell, have never but, given it away as anything other than a gift. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, I, I make uh, I make fun of Spotted Cow, you know, all the time. And, you know, people are just getting on me in the comments like, oh, you're not a real Wisconsin bartender if you don't like Spotted Cow. And then the other 50 percent is like, yeah, that stuff tastes like shit. And I'm like, you know, what's crazy <laughs> is I get both sides of it. I personally don't like Spotted Cow. If somebody gave me a Spotted Cow to drink, they bought it for me. I would drink it, but I wouldn't personally go out of my way to get it. I don't think it's super special. But I get that people who can't get it really love it. But also, if I have a controversial opinion like that or like with gin, it's going to hit because it's 50-50. People are either going to love it or people are going to hate it. So um, I kind of do that. I don't know because I – 
want to be on pet peeves. Yeah, it's kind of my pet peeve. You know, people talking shit when they think you know when I'm actually just making a joke. So, so you, need, <laughs> you need to double down on this. Whatever, like you're doing Hendrix and people are getting pissed off and just film a TikTok of you like desecrating a Hendrix bottle, just pouring it all out. You know, I, I personally actually did. Um, I, I did. I've done that with a few things. Um, but uh, the Hendrix one, I was actually getting so like annoyed at these Hendrix stands, these gin stands that. Uh, the next video I made, somebody actually um, posted a comment on that video that was like, hey, can you give suggestions uh, instead of these liquors that you say are like overrated or overpriced? So I did. I gave my suggestions, and they're just oh, suggestions. Cool. It's, an, it's an opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I did four liquors, and uh, one of the liquors was Hendrix. And instead of giving a suggestion, I actually poured – lemonade into an empty bottle and said a bottle of piss was better than <laughs> Hendrix just because like I hold grudges like the the gym stands uh were coming at me so I was like I'm doubling down on this absolutely so, can I can Good I make move. an observation about uh, about what you're saying here you know the I think the root of this is like why are you guys getting so passionate about your loyalty for your alcohol like no, Bud Light is the king of the beers. Like, what? what we're going to die on this fucking hill? Like, dude, all right, you like Bud Light. I like Miller. Get the fuck over yourself, you know? Yeah. It, I, it's I, weird. It's weird to have this much passion about things like your bottle of beer or, I don't know, your NFC North football, football team. team. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. These, both things, of you. <laughs> these things drive us to absolute yeah. insanity. It doesn't really matter. Matt, you're a decent guy. I just want to get to know you. I need to put the pettiness aside. So what that you don't like gin? I love gin. I adore it. But, you know, I'm not going to hold that against you. And, and so I think the observation here is what do you, what do you think it is – is it just people not having any other facet to their personality other than rage that they don't understand how to be like, no, you're wrong. You're I, questioning what I like. That, that's the thing is I, I think um, mostly like in, in what I've seen uh, throughout getting um, more and more followers is people want to disagree with you because that's going to get you to, you know, uh, uh, give them your time. Uh, mm. You know, comment back. You know, if they comment something stupid, sassy, or mean, vitriol you know. will get you to click keys yeah. quicker than um, than love. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, with me, I've been having to, you know, kind of like hone in. Like, all right, somebody just somebody called me a piece of shit bartender. That's fine. I'm just gonna scroll past it. You know, um, and then somebody else, you know, in the same breath is like, dude, your videos are awesome. Like, they make my day. You know, and I'm like, all right, that's the one that I'm going to like and comment, you know, say thank you to instead of being like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just, I can't, I had an opinion. I think uh, everybody also, like, a lot of, a majority of people want to be right. Um, And uh, it just, it, it, for me, uh, an opinion over taste is just that it's your personal opinion Mm. i'm not gonna be you know i'm not gonna have like somebody who takes a bite of cilantro and they're like oh my god that tastes like soap i'm not gonna be like you're a piece of shit you know what you're talking about (laughs) because it's like they're just allergic you know like yeah so it's the Uh, same thing with beers i I think a lot of people too with like uh, uh people think that uh the snobs are like craft beer drinkers and i don't think that's the case i honestly think the person that only sticks to drinking Bud Light and will refuse to drink anything else is the actual beer snob. I'm so um, happy you said that because to me, when 
the passion takes the next step to one of my pet peeves is when a customer, when you tell a customer, I eat, I don't serve this thing. And then they double, are you sure? And then they ask you again, you really don't have it. You really don't have blue moon. I just made a TikTok about that too. I made a TikTok about that too. Where I'm like, no, I'm lying. I'm lying to your face. And then, and then it becomes, I'm not going to get anything rather than like, (laughs) are there other options? Like, is there something else? I like, it's crazy when the passion for what, you know, they're loyal to starts to like penalize them. Now you're out to dinner. It's a Saturday night. You're not, yeah. you're going to have water. You have a fucking ginger ale because I don't have, I don't know, bud ice, like calm down. <laughs> you know? Jesus. But um, no, that's a good one. And I think yeah, that, that, absolutely. that that has some bigger facets to it, which was why I wanted to unpack that a bit. But um, all right, Mike, team up for question number two. All right, question number two, best and worst tips. So these can, of course, be monetary, but these could also be, uh, you know, experiences or maybe something non-monetary that I guess is left with you that uh, that sticks out in your memory. Definitely. I, I, I had a few uh, stick out on this one. Um, so uh, personally, my favorite, well, one of my, my favorite tip to get is a, you know, uh, 100% tip um, on, uh, you know, in cash. Uh, that's awesome for sure. But um, one of my other favorite tips, if it's not cash to get, uh, is food. Bring me some yeah. food. I'm buying you a couple drinks, man. Um, absolutely, 100%. I honestly, I will take it home. I don't care. I'm probably starving, um, and I probably haven't had hot food in days. So, like, just, yeah, bring me <laughs> bring me some food. But, like, also on top of that, like, yeah, you, you can tip me as well. But, um yeah, so that's, that's, that's one the of my thing favorite is, tips to get. With that one, though, you know these people because if you just went to yeah. a bar and you, you get your check and you just, like, pull a hot dog out of your pocket, <laughs> and you're like, here you go, buddy. Thanks yeah. for the service. I, I, I you have say this... that, Mike. You say that, but I'm being dead serious. There have been more than a few times where I'm working volume bar. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm starving, and somehow this guy has a box from Red Robin and he ordered a second burger and he's not going to eat it and it's just sitting there and the Red Robin foil papers below it and it's untouched. I don't care. I don't care if it's, you know, uh, Nosferatu standing in front of me. I'm grabbing that burger and I'm eating it. Like, that's that's one of those that's rare right. moments where, I mean, dude, you ate off of people's plates too. Okay, we don't have to revisit this. Yeah, we do I was already... to revisit that. All right? Uh, I had um actually... um. So old Milwaukee pub, uh, the newest place that I'm at, uh, they, the folks from public Wisconsin, uh, uh, B Tom Austin and, uh, and Badger all bought this bar together, uh, and fixed it up and they had had like a crowd. They've been there since the seventies. So they kind of have like a, a decent amount of regulars that come in people in the neighborhood and stuff. And one day I'm, I'm just bartending and this random guy walks in and he's like, Hey, um, here's some soup and I'm like what and he's like oh I'm a regular here uh, I've never met you but I've met a few other people before I every time I come in I just I I, I, I make a lot of food so like I'll, I'll bring in food no matter who it is and I'll just give it to the bartender and I'm like great awesome like <laughs> thank you I am absolutely gonna eat your soup and it was nice and warm it was great it was beautiful I had no idea who the guy was he he could have been poisoning me I don't know but like it was some <laughs> potato soup doesn't like looking another grown man in the eye and say I'm gonna eat your soup <laughs> <laughs> now, that's how you become uh, brothers um, um, <laughs> no so, that, uh, I gotta say that's a beautifully unique answer to this question right Mike yeah. like mm-hmm, we have never yeah. of all the answers we've heard on the show for best and and worst tips we have never had anybody say 
food. Yeah, the way to my heart is through my belly. <laughs> I feel like the next one's pretty unique too. Is um, the one that made me laugh the most was uh, I got a Chuck E. Cheese token, um, oh. and like they they tipped on top of it and everything, but like there was just a Chuck E. Cheese token in my follow up question. I was like, follow questions. <laughs> what bar were you working at the time? Uh, I'm not sure where I was working at the at, at the time with that bar. Um, it was a bar that had. Food, Do you know what town so you I were think... in? Do you know where generally was, where you were? I was I was in Racine for sure. Okay, um, I, I'm gonna Google that. what the closest Chuck E. Cheese to Racine is really quick because oh, it's in even... Racine. Oh, there's a Chuck. You already oh, know. Chuck there's a Chuck E. Cheese. He Racine. went. He went there right after his ship to spit the token. Away. Of course. See, this is my thing. Look, it's not a great tip, but in some ways, it's the tip. I want, right? Like it's the tip I need. Like I, I need a little bit of recreation after I'm done working, right? I got to go and play some skee ball. Yeah. And so that, that one definitely made me laugh for sure. Yeah. <laughs> did you cash it in? Uh, I honestly probably have it somewhere because oh. I, I have a big old change jug, you know, so it's mm. probably gone through the, the coin machine at my bank several times and it's spit it out. And I've been <laughs> like, oh, here's the check of cheese one, put it in my pocket again and then forget about it for six months. You know, soon they're going to replace all of us bartenders with anima- old, uh, you know, refurbished animatronic Chuck E. Cheese uh, performers behind the bar. And it's, you know, <laughs> do you remember that show that would go on on Chuck E. Cheese? It would terrify me as yeah. a child. I Awful, Still to this terrible. day have nightmares of them breaking off the stage from their hinges and coming out <laughs> into the crowd and just smashing children with their giant hands. You know, that kind of thing. Jesus but, Christ. you know, I'm telling you, the automatic bartender is coming, people, and we have to do whatever we can. To fight the machines. We have to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Personality and camaraderie needs to survive behind the bar. Um, I don't know, man. I bet that fucking robot could do better than some of these fucking bartenders I've not, with. Not to take a terrible tangent here, but we have... Uh, we have... Um, uh, uh, oh, crap. I'm trying to remember the name of the bar here, but we have a couple... Da, na, 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 don't do it to yeah, me. Yeah, how do you like it? Yeah. So we have a couple uh, automatic breweries. Do you have any of these up there, Matt? The automatic breweries where there are no bartenders... You walk in. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've I, I've uh, I've heard of them. Um, I know there might be a, a few in Milwaukee. That okay, I've never been to. I know there are some in Chicago for sure. They're so getting really they're popular here in Baltimore. Where you walk in, um, there's a hostess at the front. Everybody has to get their ID checked. You give your credit card, and you basically get like a gift card, right? That or you know like a, um like a Dave and Buster's play card, basically. And what you do is you walk, there are taps on the walls all throughout the building. You walk up, you swipe the card, you put your beer under, it starts to pour. And whenever you take your beer away, it stops and it charges your card for how, however much you do drink. And so it's been really popular with like the kind of like baby drinking crowd where it's like, I don't want to get wasted. I want to have two craft beers. I'm sorry. I want to try like 20 craft beers and get sloshed. <laughs> and maybe that's just me. But like yeah. the idea of like me pinching pennies, drinking half beers all day, that's that's not my ball game. The idea of not having a conversation or any community with my bartender, that's not my game. Also, these places don't have bars, right? There's no physical bar. It's yeah. You grab your drink. You walk over to your table with the friends you already know that you came in with. You don't meet anybody new. Um, it is it is a place of despair. I could not boycott these places more. Um, it, it, I, I do, if you have a chance to go, I'd love your opinion as somebody that works at a brewery, loves it seems to love people and working in this industry. It is it's a very strange sort of place. Um, yeah. and they've completely taken the human element out of it. I'm not I'm not a fan personally, but um 
uh, tis the future. Yeah, I, I honestly, uh, one of my biggest things is um, if I'm going out and I'm going to a bar, um, that's my biggest criteria. And like, all right, I'm off on Wednesday. I'm legitimately going to find a bar that has somebody that a bartender that I know that I love that I love coming to see I'm gonna find that bartender I'm not gonna go and like I I will go into random bars every now and then and like try things out try them out or whatever but like for the most part if I'm going out if I'm going into this you know negative 20 degree weather and grabbing a beer I want to know that you know my buddy Dan's there my buddy Josh or Kevin you know Austin I want to go see them um, you know, my cousin Tyler just started actually bartending, uh, recently and I see him every Monday night, you know, cause I just, That's I want that experience, you know, like that, the automated thing, like, you know, it, it, it happens. Things are, you know, always it changing has its niche. and being unique <clears throat> it, it and has stuff. Its niche, but, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like, its own let it, those people it who don't want to deal with but, the shit go to that place and, yeah. and let the bar be less crowded where we want to go. Yeah. It would be nice and cute to, you know, go once for a date night or something, but I would never, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, unless, like, the beer is something I absolutely want to go try and check out, you know, yeah. it wouldn't be something I would, you know, frequent. It kind of goes back to your first answer to question one, right? Like, why are you so passionately tied to what you feel like you have to drink or whatever bottle that you're loyal to? When I go out to a bar, if they don't have what I like, I still can have a great time because that's not why I went there. I didn't go there for – maybe there's a bar that makes a great old-fashioned or a great martini. Uh, maybe there's a bar that I know has this craft beer, that craft beer, and I'll go there for that. But at the end of the day, if they don't have it, like that's not the end-all be-all why I went there. It's probably because I like the aesthetic. I like the atmosphere. I like the bartender. I know the bartender. They got a band playing. Like There's more um, – of a, it, there's more of that third space that we always talk about, that community that I'm seeking out. Yeah. And and it, it just, it breaks me a little bit when I walk in and the only person I interact with as a human from this brewery is the 16-year-old hostess that's like, here's your Dave and Buster's card. Go have fun, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Uh, All right, I, so I, that, was, that was question two, Steve's pet peeves about automated beer uh, halls. So <laughs> moving on to question number three. Worst drink orders, and uh, this one also has a few different ways you can look at it. Uh, initially, it was like drinks that whenever a guest orders it, you're kind of judging them silently, rolling your eyes a bit. Uh, but this could also be um, drinks that you hate to make, or maybe the worst drink that another bartender's ever made for you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I got I got uh, four of these, and uh, Steve, you're going to love one of these, I guarantee it. That doesn't sound <laughs> genuine at all. I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. Oh, no, you're going to, yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, also on, you know, my, my social media pages, I, uh, talk a lot of shit about this, uh, particular, uh, spirit, um, because I can't stand it. I think it's, uh, trash and, uh, it's just a novelty. It's a hundred percent novelty and it is Jepson's Malort. Malort. Yep. Can't stand it. It's, it's it's a rite of passage. Uh, the people that say that they love Malort, they don't, they just tolerate it. Um, and it's definitely just a rite of passage. Um, they don't even tolerate it. They lie <laughs> to your face is what they do. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, you know, if somebody says they like Malort, they don't. They they don't. They just have been drinking it for so long. Um, they don't have an acquired taste for it. It's just like... No, it's the only thing keeping them alive. It's like cigarettes, yeah. <laughs> right? Like once you start drinking it, you have to keep drinking it or at least keep lying to people and telling them that you do like drinking it. Well, it's it's, it's specifically made to be terrible. Um, they just started making a bourbon, <laughs> and I've tried the bourbon. It's fantastic. Listen, the, the Irish really are 
the Irish are a self-loathing people. We always have been. We always will be, okay? We we don't believe that we deserve nice things, which is why we fuck, we fight, we sing, we dance, and we drink our faces off. And so Malort fits in really nicely. Oh, slow your roll, because Malort is, has Swedish origins. So. I don't care, okay? It's been popularized <laughs> I'm just in saying, Chicago. I don't know where you're getting this Irish bullshit, okay? Uh, because my Irish uncle gave it to me when I was like six years old. It was like, hey, try this. It's a holiday treat. And the next thing I was, no, I was spitting I, you know, up I've on never, I've never tried it, and I have to try it. Oh, you know what? I bet you I'll fucking love it. That is what the thing is. You will is not. It, uh, Nobody does. Nobody you does. will not. Nobody loves it. <laughs> you, hey, Somebody's Mike, got you know to that? love it. I mean, they still fucking make the stuff. Mike, you're having an exceptional hair day today. Do you know that Malort literally kills so. your hair follicles your hair will fall out if you continue to drink that shit all right that's proven science all right that's not propaganda just from this podcast disclaimer oh, at the end of the show all right yeah. so just malort malort's the worst I mean, malort is great as soon as you said uh you, you where you are from and the bears fan i was like oh yep i'm glad i wrote malort down here you know what's great though <laughs> This is one of the few things that a Bears fan and, and anybody with Chicago roots can agree with you on because, you know, unless they uh, unless they're like too egocentric to be vulnerable, right? You gotta just be honest. It is just it's like it's like tar in your mouth. It yeah. is brutal. Yeah. It's like absolutely brutal. Advil. It's just real gross. But it like you rough. know, it's it, and that's the thing is that that's why you know that's why I you know put it on my social media is. Fifty percent are going to act like they're all big and bad, like oh no, this yeah. is tradition, so it's good. Yeah. And the other fifty is like, we don't like it. It's awful. <laughs> it's shit. And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Same thing as Spotify. Either so we, you fucking love it or uh, you're honest and you say it's ass. Like we we met a bartender a while back who uh, his mission in life. Um, or, or maybe it was a friend of the bartender we interviewed. I can't quite remember. I think it was Adam Rain's buddy. Um, his mission in life is to figure out a cocktail that works with Malort, uh, that can showcase a, Malort. I think as it's his... actually we talked about it on Javier's episode. Yes, I think it's yes. actually it's there's it's uh, you probably have seen him. It's he's he's like a TikToker and Instagrammer. And he makes all these drinks with the Lord, and I think I remember like spitting them all out. It's this whole it's this whole. <laughs> and his shit. his mission is it's to pretty funny. Fi- finally find the cocktail. That showcases my lord and allows it to shine, which would be I I listen. I'll try it, okay. Lord knows, I've taken my my shots over the years, not by choice. I'm not the guy that goes to the bar and orders the eight malords and comes back to the table and says, "Guess what, guys?" Yeah. Right? But um, uh, no. It, it listen. No disputes for me here. It's a brutal one for sure. Yep. For yep, sure. Absolutely. I, I honest to God, I would let you keep going with the category, but I think we can just move on. That's about going to shut it down there. There's nothing more needs to be said. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Number four, ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups. These can be yours or your coworkers. okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so um, this one was a little trouble, but uh, I, I guess uh, I, I tossed it into mistakes that I've made myself. Um, and uh, one of the dumbest ones that I did was, uh, I, was, it was, I, was at a, I was working at a club, a really busy place, and it was the middle of a rush uh, on like a Saturday night, and we had just got these new glasses. And I was across the bar trying to tell the bar back that he kept slamming the glasses down too hard on themselves, and they were um, breaking. Um, but they were just like just a little nice like hairline fracture in there. So um, I'm trying to tell him across the bar like, "Hey, watch out for like these little hairline fractures," and he can't hear me. And he's like, "What?" And so I take my thing, uh, my hand, and I'm like, these right here. 
and I rub my hand against the against glass it to show it. It was like a four inch gash on the palm of my hand in the oh middle of a rush, and I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go to the hospital. Be careful of these glasses. Fucking wrapped it up and taped it up and put a glove on and finished out the night. But like, I was like, you fucking idiot. You know that great meme where they like write the letters all big and small, and it's like you're talking stupid, right? You're like, this is. Look at the hairline fractures. Right as you swipe the glass. That's so great. Yep. Yep. So was, that, I, that was one of my dumbest mistakes that I've personally made. But. Matt, Matt, I hired some new guys at the place that I work at that I just quit today. And uh, no more than um, a week into hiring them, one of them comes to me and says, hey, we're out of Bud Light. I say, are you sure? I do the ordering around here. The keg just came in today. I saw it come in. I said, I think we just need to change the keg. And he goes, I don't know how. And the other guy that was also new goes, I don't know how either. I said, let's go. Boys, come on. We're taking a field trip to the walk, field and trip. I'm going to teach, teach you how to change a keg. And I'm doing this big. See, here's what you're going to want to do so it doesn't spray on you. I didn't bring the latch up enough. It was still just allowing a little bit of that PSI pressure nice to pump in there. Shower. And I go to put it into the new one and pow, like right in my face. I'm sitting there like, yeah, don't do that. Exactly. That. I wish I'm so happy. I wish I could have seen that. Oh, I can dude, just imagine you trying big swing and dig. This is how you do it, young, young bucks. Oh, dude, I was walking <laughs> just through it step by step. Down. Let me tell you, here's what you don't want to do wrong, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I got literally... You know, uh, a bukkake Bud Light oh, foam God. in my face. It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, bukkake yeah. Bud Light. Now, that is the worst drink. It's order. all right. My mom been, doesn't know. Been there a couple times. A, a it's a little better than almond milk, but <laughs> <laughs> been there a couple times. For sure. Um, all right. Well, look, You got, do you have any for your coworkers? And, and the reason I, I got to hold your feet to the fire on this one is you said to us earlier, you're a free agent. Man, you slip in and out of all these different places. You probably have more coworkers than... You know, most of the people listening combined, right? You had to have seen some times where you just looked and you were like, what is that person doing right now, right? What are they <laughs> thinking? You had to see some stuff. And you don't need to put anybody on blast, but I just, I think your service industry experience lends itself a bit to this question. Yeah, um, I honestly, well, I, I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I've, I've been racking my brain about this one. This is probably the hardest question that I had. I really can't think of anything. You know um, what? They're like, just a with, different with breed up mistakes, in Wisconsin. Yep, you know? yep, exactly. Um, yeah. They, they <laughs> execute the guys like probably back, when we finish. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you guys and be like, ah oh, man, all right, I, I remember this story. <laughs> Sorry, you know, save it for a boilermaker um, tape. Yeah, that's what we have it, the boilermaker uh, for. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not positive. I, I, I can't really think of, think of too much um, what? with, what? with, with uh, other people. But you know, I have several of myself. You know, maybe I just uh, think that all my. Um, all my uh, friends and coworkers are uh, just perfect, but well, when you fuck up, you imagine. hopefully nobody notices. It's not like you go around telling everybody about that, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, there's there, there's been a few people where like you know they'll come out of the walk-in with uh, all wet and stuff, and you're like, ah, beer shower, huh? Um, but okay, well, you know, mm. no, it's okay. Listen, look, I love ah. that you went self-deprecating because if you can be that way, you can always be a friend of mine and a friend of the show. <laughs> we love that people put themselves on the line we always say protect the innocent and the guilty for a lot of these questions Absolutely. especially the next one but i love when people just come right out and just uh, lay themselves down on the cross so yeah. um mike tee him up for number five as i just give this wonderful segue all right question number five health code violations and we so always is, say this, yeah on this one it's very important to protect the innocent and the guilty that's right steve <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I, I had two for this one and, uh, you know, one of the more typical one is just people skimping on, uh, cleaning out their tap lines and you're just going to get, uh, bubble guts and just sour beer and gross beer. You know, um, here I personally, I don't drink tap beer unless I know, uh, that, that place, uh, cleans their tap lines every sure. week, which is, uh, actually more than standard. I think it's like every three weeks you should clean it. But, uh, all the places that I work at, um, you know, shout out to them, uh, do it correctly and do it right. And I know specifically because, um, I'm the one giving the cleaner the check in the morning, like here, here's the check from my boss. Go ahead, go downstairs and clean out these tap lines. Um, Mm -hmm. so if I don't know a place, uh, that doesn't do that, I don't drink their tap beer there, you know, cause it's just going to mess with you. It's going to mess you up and, and fuck your stomach up. Um, oh yeah, so and you're you know, paying for something that tastes like shit too. Right, right, yeah. So uh, that was yeah, kind of in the uh, the health club, the gross uh, category. And then uh, one of the other things I thought of was uh, at one place uh, that I particularly worked at, uh, which will not be named. Um, I went in one day and I grabbed a bottle of a certain spirit, and I looked, and there it was about a quarter full, and there was about. 300 fruit flies nice in that bottle and i'm just like are you kidding me and then i was like i went ham and i looked at every single bottle and there were they were they had oh no i found almost 30 bottles that had at least one fruit fly in it and i was like this is absolutely disgusting and i will never get a mixed drink here if it's not in a sealed cap yeah. Or in the cooler, which I know like the fruit fries probably can't well, get to. And even then, the easy I'm just, way... like I'm looking at it, I'm like, I usually do clear vodka, but like I'm checking now and then. And I'm like, I 100% have absolutely drank a fruit fly, fruit fly at this place before and made other people drink fruit flies. You know? Yeah, it's the easy way protein. to fix that is it's you just good. you put a little bit of cheesecloth in uh, so that way it's, it strains them before it pours my, out. My, it catches them all. Um, that was actually our our first episode. I told a story about uh, we had some vermouth. I went to make a Manhattan at this place I worked at and just full of fl- fruit flies. Mm-hmm. And it was the only bottle of vermouth we had there, too. So I was like, sorry, dude, you're just not getting to Manhattan, I guess. So. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I got I to gotta ask you, do you happen to remember what liqueur the original bottle you found was? Uh, yes, it was Dickel Rye. Dickel Rye. Okay. Wow, okay. Um, if you'd said rumble, I would have drank in it and all of the fruit flies with it. Okay, I promise you that. But um, uh, that's not an admission I probably should put on, on, on a mic. But, that, that's also uh, another thing that we uh, do not have in common is uh, I talk a lot of shit about rumble mints as well. <laughs> We're like dude, over six here, Steve. Dude, you're fucking killing me here. You're fucking killing me here. Now, listen, while we're on the topic of fruit flies, you know the one bottle that they don't ever fly into? The fucking Malort. So I mean, it's one Fair. of the best things about Malort, and you can't say a lot of good things about it. Um, <laughs> look, that is an unbelievable cut through the first half of the gauntlet, my friend. God, you really threw me off there with the rumble mix comment. You're hurting me. <laughs> I, I don't understand how a bartender doesn't like bartender water. That doesn't make sense to me. But um, um, look, I'm going to go to halftime. I'm going to pray to Jesus. We're going to try to get ourselves right with the Lord and, and, and with this gauntlet. And we're going to come back refreshed and hopefully... Guys, Matt and I can find some common ground. All right? <laughs> Halftime it is. We'll be right back with you. Awesome. 
This episode of the Bartender Ramp Podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox, wherever you go, go with power. Take two. Welcome back. What a halftime it was. I hope your halftime was as joyous and fulfilling as mine. I felt like I grew as a person. I felt like Chewy and I. Chewy, baby, look at me in my eye sockets. <laughs> I love you. I, I want to put the first half of the gauntlet and the first half of the show behind us, okay? I want the second half of the gauntlet for you to look at me as your teammate, as your partner in this experience, okay? I want to support you. I, I All of the undermining that I did early on in the show, I want to apologize. We're going to put it in the rear view, okay? We're going to move. I I, I have one more really quick thing to say, though. uh, If we're putting this past (laughs) us, it's not about the Packers, I swear. Um, It just reminded me um, I I know we did the whole worst drink orders and things, and then I hit you with Malort. Um, But then later on, you brought uh, Rumpelman's up, and I just want to tell you real quick careful. The worst drink order I have ever I care about you as a bartender. Double Rumplemints and Mountain Dew. Okay, Ooh, yeah, no, I'm with you. That's that's fucked a up. good one. That's <laughs> fucked up. That sounds awful. So I, I, I just I had to Ooh. put that little tidbit in there. Okay, now we can right. now we can start over fresh. Okay. I hate Mountain Dew. I hate it. That's not Mountain Dew. That's Dew that's Mountain Ice is what that is. <laughs> Mountain Ice, nice. Well done, Mike. Now listen, I feel that if we're gonna proceed in in a uh, you know as a team here. I need you to give Mike and I woodland creature names like Badger and Chewy. If I was to join this Wisconsin gang of furry fellows, like what do you, do you have anybody for me here? Um, yeah, you know, Mike with the hair, you kind of you, you, you kind of look like a teddy bear. So oh, yeah, he Jesus does have a teddy Christ. bear quality to him. Yes. If I'm the bear, then Steve's the otter. All right, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to I, think uh, about that. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, never mind. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, Steve, you're, you're definitely giving me, uh, giving me, uh, um, uh, I would have to say, uh, Viper, like, Viper, Jesus. See how hostile you were? Attack, Viper. You're going for My it. God. Uh, <laughs> I'm somebody who's going to go like squirrel or something yeah, yeah, like see, that. See, when he takes his hat off, I think naked mole rat is what I'm seeing. I'm sorry. You like what you like, you know? No, I got to I gotta turn this around. I'm a nice guy. Look, I Teddy Bear and the Viper. This is all a persona for the microphone. Oh, my God. The Viper. I don't like that. You're fun and deadly. At the same the fun time. and deadly Christ <laughs> Almighty! Oh my God! Not, not that doesn't bode well you know, for Michael. Like a, we, we can have very nice, uh, you know, people have very nice snakes as pets. They're best friends, you know. Usually pythons, though, not the venomous ones. All right, <laughs> let's keep it going. All right, we always like to come back from halftime with an important question. Being from Wisconsin, I think that this is going to be you're you're essentially a PhD expert, right? It's a dairy capital of America. 
I believe so, maybe. Um, hey, look, you're famous for cheese. You guys literally, Packers fans, are the cheese heads, right? So I got to ask you, ranch or blue cheese? Um, so for most of my life, I was a blue cheese stan forever. And then uh, somebody accidentally gave me some ranch uh, for some wings. And now I'm a ranch guy. Through and through, 100% ranch. Um, so you get you get wings and you won't even order blue cheese. You just go straight to the ranch. Go with the ranch, yep. yep. Wait, whoa, whoa. This is new. This is new. Wait, wait. So do you still like blue cheese at all? I do like blue cheese. Blue cheese is good. Um, it's It has its uh, place um, in other entrees. And like a burger or something or yeah, on a absolutely. salad, right? Okay, oh, yeah. so you... It's not oh, yeah. like you I, don't get eat a bacon blue, blue cheese, cheese at all. Burger, absolutely, yeah, okay. for sure. All right, but um, yeah, it's uh, for the most part, it's it's all, uh, and you just you can't. There's a big difference between blue cheese and blue cheese dressing. I think personally. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I'm more of a blue cheese crumble kind of guy, um, so it just the dressing doesn't really hit it for me for the wings uh, particularly. But I mean, ranch doesn't work for me on a pizza. I don't like ranch on a pizza. Really? Okay, you know? fascinating. But this, I love ranch I, on wings. I will soak some, soak some wings, in, uh, in ranch. We have Just been asking this question of guests every single show, pretty much, and it, it's always fascinating when we hear a brand new one like this, which you know, somebody saying blue cheese stand, and I switched like mm-hmm. that. You don't yeah, hear traitor. About... Traitor is yep. what the word you're looking for. There. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear about loyalties uh, uh, faltering like that very often. Yeah. But uh, all right. I appreciate that. I'm glad you still like both. The reason we asked the question is because there is a group of ranch elitists out there and I am trying to weed them out <laughs> one by one. It's my personal mission in life. Um, all right. Let's keep it rolling. Before we get into question number six, Mike has some special questions just unique that we've crafted for you and you alone matthew well these are not crafted by me these are from chandler from herd card game when i told her you were coming on uh she she had some questions for you and and by the way with all the bars you work at i'm serious you should buy one of those decks yeah because absolutely. you and your you and your co-workers would have a blast with it you could take it to all the different bars just throwing it out there yeah yeah she, uh, she link- actually i posted that i was on on here uh a little bit ago on my instagram and she uh she right away was like, I can't wait to watch the episode. So yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, she uh, definitely check it out. Um, links, links in our Instagram bio people. Check it out. Heard card game. Anyway. All right. So three quick questions for you. Number one, I think she was saying she was working in uh, Florida uh, or something like that. And spring break, uh, there were some people from Wisconsin that came down and their minds were blown by the bomb cups. You know, so like the little cup with the little shot in the middle of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. You do Vegas bombs and stuff, and I'm like that. So she was just curious. You guys not have bomb cups in Wisconsin, or what was the deal with that? Uh, we do. They're not very popular, though. Um, I think they've gone, like, so far away uh, in the recent – like, I remember when I was in my early 20s, uh, they were kind of a thing, <laughs> and um, they just kind of, like, disappeared slowly. Uh, the first bar I ever worked at um, had – them uh, a decent amount like 10 or 12 plastic ones that was about it they're kind of annoying to wash um they're not really that great they're you know obviously they were plastic so um i was gonna say you wash them yeah after saving the world over here this guy (laughs) after that um (laughs) honestly um every other place i ever worked at is we have we have a bomb glass um which is a little you know a little smaller than a 3.5 ounces bigger than a shot glass smaller than a a regular pine or something um yeah. So we have those, and then we uh, we just we mix it together in there. You know, if you want a Jager bomb, you you pour you know the allotment of Jager at your uh, discretion. 
uh, or whatever your owner wants to pour uh, for the ounceage, and then pour your mixer and do a bomb just like that. Matt, I love how the way you say those... Jager, by the way. Jager. I love that. That's Jager. great. <laughs> Matt, how much do those little pre, uh, those separated portion bomb cups suck? Because it never allows you to, and I'm not a big bomb guy, but it it does not allow you to really mix the alcohol. And then when you drink it, you're like halfway drinking the bomb part. The liquid's yeah, like spilling. doesn't it's work like, well. It's so, better if it's just all together. I, I, they're not functional. Yeah, so so I think I, I, I want to say um, why they got rid of um, so I personally think that um, when bombs were kind of like starting to be a really big thing, uh, they did them way differently. You you had a uh, glass, a short glass, a rocks glass. You had a shot, and you dropped them both in there. Correct. People yeah. were dropping them, shattering them, breaking them. Yeah, breaking glass. Fucking yeah. glass. So then they came up with the oh, it's two in the same thing. That it's the same. You know, kind of gets the the same uh, feeling for it or the same thing without, you know, shattering a glass. And uh, I think that's where that came from. And then people were just like, well, why don't we just fucking pour it all together? Like, yeah, this just is mix stupid. it in there yeah. real quick and take it real quick. You don't have to <laughs> and now that's sit the standard. 20 minutes. You know? There's a whole generation so. of bar patrons now that I serve every weekend that don't have any concept of a bomb any other way than mixed yep. together. So, yep, um, All right, great. So no, number two, the Chuck Norris, which I guess is a, it's a, a Jagger. A Jagger uh, bomb, but in reverse. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Chuck Norris. Never. This was something it. else that I thought was Wisconsin. It was. It was she, she described it to me. Well, I don't. You'll have to DM us or something. But the yeah. Chuck Norris is like a reverse uh, Jagger bomb, and she uh, she was a little perplexed. Like that? Because that's how he says it. Jagger. <laughs> I do see Jagger kind of weird. Uh, people have called me out on TikTok for saying Jagger. <laughs> So, so are, is it just is it just the Red Bull first, and then you chase it with Jaeger? <laughs> That's what I was I was trying to figure it out too. I can check the messages and see. I was, uh, but I, I, I was thinking uh, what I was thinking when you said that was uh, a snorkel, um, which is where you um, punch a hole in the bottom of a Red Bull can, drink drink or pour a little bit of the Red Bull out, then dump a shot inside of there and shotgun it. Oh, okay. That's, that, that's I've never heard of that, yeah, yeah. but I, I like I that. Like, well, that could probably be the Chuck Norris, but it if you do, like if you snorkeled and then immediately roundhouse kicked someone in the bar, that would be a <laughs> Chuck Norris, be a Chuck right? Norris. That takes it to the next level. Yeah. She was saying it's it's a uh, Jaeger bomb in reverse ratios, so uh, it was like two parts Jaeger to one part Red Bull. Okay, yeah, cause, yeah, because usually, typically, it's it's an ounce of Jaeger to two ounces of two or three ounces of. Uh, of Red Bull, so yeah. okay. So it's just so she was she was a, curious a about particularly that. strong. Yeah, I know a couple. Uh, I know a couple bartenders that um do that, but I don't know if they know that it's called the Chuck Norris or that they do it on purpose. I think their hands just a little heavy. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, and then the third one, the Wisconsin Old Fashioned. She and her her main note on this was what the fuck. And we touched on this at the beginning of the show. Can, so can do, you, actually, do you want to edify the people I, I a bit? I hate to do this. I have a similar note about this. Could we save this for later during the recommendations question? Because I have a really interesting point. I want to talk about the Wisconsin cocktail scene and what he teased us with earlier. Do you mind if we yeah, save fine. this one? We'll put a pin in it. Just, yeah, the Wisconsin old-fashioned. We're coming back for it. We're going to come back for it. I don't think I have a vote, so. 
<laughs> Smart man. All right. All right. Question number six. This is where the gauntlet starts to get a little juicy. This is where we get into, into the thick of it here. So question number six is ratchet and crazy customers. <laughs> so some of the people that you'll never forget, even if you want to. Oh, and Steve, we've, we've also expanded this category into... It can be memorable customers, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be yeah, a heartwarming story, customer, like the someone, soup guy. Yeah. Somebody that connected with you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I definitely... This was another like kind of toughie for me, but um, I just had one last night where um, she was just... Uh, there was this chick that was just absolutely like... You know, she, she was a little bit older than me, but um, she wasn't like, you know, a, like ancient or anything but um she definitely like she's wasn't in my dating age range um well that's all was, subjective all right let's be honest about <laughs> she, that Come she, on. Was, she was very much um trying to uh take me home and i was sober and she was not and uh she was really having fun with it and she personally like she was like hey can i see your stomach <laughs> and her friends are like that's fucking weird. What are you doing? And like, she's like, I just want to see your stomach. And she was like, I'll show you my boobs. And I was like, no, no, thank you. I, I, I appreciate the offer. See, but also, the stomach like, no. was, it was, she was, she just wanted to say, I'll show you my tits. And the <laughs> yeah, stomach was the red herring. But I'm like, I'm just like, yeah. So that one was, uh, that was the first thing that I thought of when I, uh, how much, how much older? Uh, I'm 30. I'm turning 33. She was probably 45, 50, maybe. Oh, come on, man. I mean, you're, you're taken. So, I mean, you're looking at this from, you know, you're in, a, you're in a happy relationship. Happily, exactly. I mean, you know, age really doesn't matter. And, you know, she was she was a very, uh, she, she wasn't um, not not attractive, but um, I was just like, that's, this ain't really the time or place. And also, like, no, I'm not really, you know, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm not, you know, I'm. I'm uh, I'm comfortable where I am right now in my dating scene, and I was like, no, that's okay. I don't. I'm, Can we you, speculate? You your boobs. Can we speculate <laughs> though what her attraction to the stomach is? Is she really into belly buttons? Does she like I don't the happy? Does she like the happy? According to TikTok. Oh, really? According to TikTok. TikTok voted. I have been bullied and body shamed about my belly button. Oh, oh. Well, maybe Come she on, saw guys. your TikTok Sensitive and that's subject. her thing. That's her thing is whatever your belly button is, that's what she's into. Or she likes the happy trail or she likes the six pack or the cooler. You or the, know she's looking, she, you know what she's looking for? She's looking for the cum gutters is what she wants to see. <laughs> what is that? I thought, I, I was going to say dad bottle, cum gutters. What, what is that? Like cum oh, gutters, the, you know where the little V's, the little V's. Yeah, yeah I never heard that before. That's that's that's. that's oh, I, well. uh, like I said, I'm I'm in my thirties. I don't have those anymore. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm, a I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> See, now from from Mike my experience, right when I was when I was behind the bar, it was always it was always the older women who were so aggressive, yeah. and you know would would really lay it on thick. Um, I don't know. Just made confidence with age or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know what you want. Go get it. Mike yep. wants a mommy see that belly. in the cradle. That's the. That's just what he's trying to expose here on the show. But look, <laughs> that's a good one, and it's timely just because it happened last night. So, um, yeah. let's keep it moving. Number seven: fights, arrests, and fires. This is when shit pops off. I love this question because you find out what people are made of. I'm a bit of a pyro, so look, when a restaurant burns down. Or get catches on fire in the kitchen. It's not a good thing, but you do find out who's got the salt, you know, 
and and who is just going to fold in times of pressure. So tell us about some of those crazy times when shit has popped off at the bar. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have a few. Um, we had a, uh, at one point, uh, there was this one lady who was just, I don't know what, she, she might have been on drugs, she might have been, you know, um, having issues with somebody else, but, like, she was on the phone with, like, her friend, and she was like, there was me, and it was, there were three, two bar, uh, one bartender and two patrons who were also uh, bartenders, and they, all three of us actually worked not at that establishment, but he owns, uh, the owner owns four different bars. So we worked at the other bars and we just came to see, uh, our friend Josh. It was me and Dan. And, uh, she was, uh, going off about something and she's on the phone. She's like, they won't let me leave this bar. These three guys won't let me leave this bar. And we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. We're over here having our own conversation. We don't even know who you are. And she just starts freaking out and she's like, they're, they're holding me here. And she was like, call the police, call the police. And we were like, we're going to call the cops. (laughs) And she ran behind the bar and she wouldn't get out from behind the bar. And she was standing back behind the bar. And uh, I wasn't working at the time, uh, but uh, my good friend Josh Likas, the bear fan, uh, was working. And he... uh, he was like, kind of like, you know, chest bumping her, like, get out of, like, you cannot be back here. Was and she a Bears like, fan too? Is that no, why they were sure. chest bumps? <laughs> was that the one? Was that the Go one Bears, time the seriously, Bears? You gotta leave. Yeah. Was that the one time the Bears won that season? Is that why they were chest bumping? Or? Um. Yeah. No. But I, I have no clue. But uh, she, uh, you know, she was uh, certainly not um, 100% um, all there in that room, and we ended up eventually calling the cops and like. We're like, she's just, she's standing behind the bar refusing to leave, but she's telling us that we're forcing her to stay here. We're like, we're not holding anybody hostage. We're like, she can walk out the door. And they were like, ma'am, you can leave. And she's like, nope, nope, they're holding me here. And we're like, no, we're not. So eventually they, you know, they tackled her and, uh, and uh, (laughs) that escalated quickly. Eventually they tackled her. They they grabbed her and, and, tossed her on the ground and uh, uh, put her in handcuffs and brought her so Decentralized like, her, yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't know, something's <laughs> going on with and the other like, do you want to press charge? And we're like, no, we just wanted to get help. Yeah, what do you even press charges for at that point? Like trespassing? or Yeah, but like we were That's... like, no, 100% no. Like we were like, something's going on with her. Like, I don't know if she wanted to just be safe with the cops or like something or whatnot, but like she's in some sort of situation so we were like, we, we don't want to make a make anything worse like yeah. she didn't hit us or break anything um we just wanted to not have her behind the bar that she doesn't yeah at, you know <laughs> she probably did she have played. a tab she no, probably no, could have played have a tab uh she came she's in just fucking in there at the bar person. just yeah she came in with somebody else and that other person left um and then she was like she started freaking out <laughs> that so person really was weird. strategically like she had latched onto that person she's he's like i i gotta take you to this bar really quick and then snuck out the first opportunity they had yep, yep. Who do, who do can you, you can you mentally can you paint a can you paint a picture for us of kind of what this person looks like? I honestly can't remember what she. I know she was like really short. Um, she was definitely shorter than me. I'm low center of gravity, so. hard to remove from a bar. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, she's so definitely down short. There. But uh, yeah, I actually yeah. jumped behind the bar because uh, Josh was you know kind of like you know uh, trying to get her to not come from behind the bar, and I was like, "You call the cops. You deal with the cops. Your license is here." You're working, but, like, also, like, you can't, like, just, you know, like, 
lay a hand on her. At a certain point, you you can't like grab her and push her out. But like for sure, me as a patron, you know, maybe I can get in in the way while you talk to the cops. You know, so I Mm -hmm. jumped. It's a tricky spot. It's a tricky spot. I kept her where she was. You know, she wasn't going anywhere because there's no like there's no stairs in the basement or anything over there. You know, she was literally trapped behind. She trapped herself behind the bar. Um, but I got, you know, I didn't get in between her and the exit of the bar. I actually was on the other side of the bar. So I'm like, you can walk out of this bar right now, walk out this door. Like, that's all you have to do. And she just refused to do it. So who, who do you think, uh, she was on the other, who was on the other end of the line? I think was it, was it a her, parole I, officer, I, I think, her I think it was her father, sister. her husband? Her... I, I, I think it was her sister. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I think the I think the batteries had been removed from that phone like three weeks prior. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I think. Other... Well, listen, <laughs> Nobody's she, even there. You know, when the cops came in and just tackled her, I, I you know, I'm sure Josh felt like he was watching every Bears quarterback get sacked. You know, there's oh probably some PT. I feel bad for him, you know, just for this entire situation, you know. Yeah. It's got to be really traumatizing. It really does. So. Now, did you say that you had another another story for this category? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, you know, uh, and a couple of them are really, really quick and easy. Um, the bar that I actually, I've only managed one bar at uh, one certain point. But before um, the owner bought that bar, I had patronized there before. And uh, that's the only time I've ever been punched in the face. Um, oh. was out, <laughs> outside of that bar um, after I worked a, a shift on a third shift and we were there on a Friday morning, you know, just drinking with a couple friends and uh, my friends Amanda and Shelby were hanging out outside smoking a cigarette and this guy that was like trying to hit on them like that specifically said, I just got out of jail. Oh, that's a I'm good, that's a good out. icebreaker I'm party. I'm having a party. I'm hanging out and he, you know, he kept, he kept trying to buy him drinks and play pool with them and stuff. And they were like, we're just, we're hanging out with our coworkers, our friends, like, you know, like, you know, and, uh, so he started getting really aggressive and like, was actually going to like, try and like punch one of the girls. So I got in between them and then he was going to punch me. So the girl got in between me and he punched over her and punched me in the face. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is it Ricky back up? So he, he wasn't trying to punch the girl though. Uh, he, he, he was getting really aggressive with, with the girl. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to go outside and like, you know, make yeah. sure they're okay. Um, but, uh, both of those girls, actually, they, uh, I, they probably can beat me in a fight. So <laughs> I, I knew they were fine, but you know, I just wanted to be, you know, yeah, of be course, a peacemaker yeah. or whatnot. And then when I started trying to be the peacemaker, I think that's when he was like, oh, as a guy, I can hit him. So then he went to, you know, reach over them and punch me. But it was like, it was a really, his, his reach was uh, fully extended when he punched me. So like, yeah. So like... do you think his name was Randy or Randy Jr.? <laughs> Jesus. Like what, what are we working with here? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think I caught his name. Also, that was yeah. when I was like, how many neck tattoos did he have? Uh, he definitely had a lot of tattoos for sure. For sure. Um, he was also really short. Yeah, the, the troublemakers these... are just short, apparently. <laughs> what a, how did that situation resolve that? itself? Is that a Wisconsin thing? Uh, I, I don't know. I you got know. a lot of tiny criminals up there? <laughs> tiny criminals, <laughs> yep. Um, no, he, uh, he, he barely punched me and then ran away five minutes later. The cops <laughs> ran away? In a paddy wagon, and uh, they uh, asked one of the girls to go identify him. She was like, yeah, that's the guy. And then they were just like, well, he broke parole. So 
Oh shit! No, he didn't just get back out of jail, buddy. How are you yeah. gonna break parole in a, like a dumb bar fight? Like, yeah. do it at least do it in like a cool way. Rob a bank or some shit. Come you on, know? Steve. Just, you know, you're gonna go back to prison. Yeah. You well, know? I, I guess I guess that wasn't a super uh, super fast one, but um, make sure there the, are stakes. That's all I'm saying. The, the last one I have is uh, uh, one of my barbacks, um, which is uh, his name is Texas Pete. Uh, and he's from Wisconsin, but he has a Texas accent, uh, which is really funny. Um, but he's um, this giant teddy bear of a man and uh, was barbacking for us at one point. And there was a fight uh, and I jumped over the bar to help, you know, facilitate and like push people away from each other. And then when we got it kind of settled up, I went to jump back over the bar and there was a bunch of broken glass on the bar. So he literally was like, wait, 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 grabbed me, picked me up and lifted me over the bar and sat <laughs> me down. And I was like, I have no authority in this bar anymore. So people just saw me carry yeah, over the bar like a baby by this six foot seven big giant man. In a here are my house keys. He was just like, hang on now, boy, there's some glass here. And lifted me over and just sat me down, and I was like, well, "That doesn't look good." What? Where did the Texas accent come from? He he lived there and went down to school there for a long okay. time. Um, I think Fair most enough. of his life he lived down in Texas, but he's he was born in in Wisconsin and moved back here. I didn't know Wisconsin. if he just was a fan of uh, you know Chuck Norris, he, Walker he, Texas he Ranger, hangs or something. On to them roots. He, he, he yeah. hangs on to his day. He literally makes people call him Texas Pete. So. It does. <laughs> well, it does. when you're six foot seven, you can make people call you whatever the fuck right, you want. Yeah. So. It does. It, <laughs> it does Texas sound like he's got that Wisconsin farm boy like <laughs> like strength. You know, something. That yeah, you definitely. He he he, he, uh, he played football for a while. He's uh, yeah. He's I, I I'm 100 love uh, that. Anytime something goes down. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, if any any time something goes down, um, it's really nice to have uh, Pete in your corner. You know, and absolutely, he's, he's no the biggest sweetheart in the world. But don't fuck with people that he loves, cause he'll uh, he'll pick you up over broken glass. Mm-hmm. That's a song right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. Question number eight: Sex stories, drugs, and rock and roll. We have kind of expanded this category. Sex we know- stories, okay. It, yeah, was it used orig- to be just sex stories. Yeah. yeah, it was just the sexy Lexi. Now we do sex, drugs, and rock and roll because this business is crazy, creates a lot of friction. You know how people get behind the pipes. So tell us some <laughs> of the some of the tales of debauchery. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you have your normal, uh, you know, uh, certain people partake in certain things um, at bars and bar bathrooms and whatnot um, on uh, sinks and things like that. Uh, so you have like those normal things, but uh, one of the craziest ones is actually I uh, I had a guy that was sitting at my bar and he was like, "Hey man, you mind if I roll a blunt?" And I was like, "Yes, like you can't. Do- that's illegal. It's that's illegal here." And I was like, "You can't do that." And he was like, "Oh okay." And then uh, two minutes later, I turn around and he's got the weed on the fucking counter, rolling a blunt. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Why did he even ask? And why like, didn't I, he just I, roll like, the fucking I, blunt? I had uh, it was the it was the <laughs> the nightclub that I worked at. So we had a decent amount of security and I had, you know, headset on and I was like, Hey, um, can you guys got a four to code four twenty over here? Can, can you guys come over here? Um, <laughs> kick this guy out. He's rolling the blunt in the middle of the bar. And they're like, what? And I'm like, he's rolling the blunt in the middle of the bar. And they're like, 
okay and they're like they walk up to him and they're like hey man put that away and uh, you gotta finish your drink leave like <laughs> he's like what what's going on and they're like it's illegal in wisconsin man like you can't you can't, you can't do that <laughs> i love how nice they were to him because i'm sure yeah. in the back of the mind some of those guys were thinking damn i'd love to smoke this blunt yeah. with this dude no, i mean <laughs> most 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 people i know you know smoke weed and i'm like i, I, I could give two shits i'm like it's who do, know, who doesn't pre-roll their blunts when they go out to the bar is right? my question like if you want to smoke it outside go smoke a blunt outside like just you gotta roll your blunts smoke. fresh to smoke, Mike. Don't, Everybody, don't, don't, shut you know, the fuck up. You don't want it listen. in the bar, and like, <laughs> you don't want your blunt <laughs> in your. In you don't too. want your blunt in your pocket. Look, either go back to your apartment and roll the blunt and then smoke it, or you gotta find a bartender that's a friend. Okay, maybe roll it in the uh, in the office if you can get in there with a the manager. But you know, you don't want the blunt bending, cracking, breaking in your pocket. You don't have it hanging out your you know your hat all night, some shit like that. It's just you gotta roll it fresh. You gotta roll it fresh like seafood. You know what I mean? Um, I also love the way that you opened up this category with like people partaking in things like in the bathroom on the sink. Like it could have been drug it could have been drugs or sex. We don't know which one you're referring to. I mean that's 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 my next bullet point is yeah, absolutely. Um I'm not gonna name names, say who or what, but um, you know, there's there's been a few places that uh you know, there have been certain people that have had, you know, bathroom sex or Car sex right outside the uh, right outside the front door of the bar, and uh, my favorite. Um, uh, well, not not my favorite. <laughs> yeah, my favorite uh, is uh, my favorite to watch. All I, right, I, me and I, Texas I, I Pete, we like a good time standing in the parking lot just watching <laughs> a little couple get it on in their station I, wagon. I, I do particularly have a uh, a favorite. Um, bar countertop and seat to sit at because um, of certain things that happened on top of that bar top right there. So that's one of my favorite stories. Um, with Chewy's uh, got a sentimental side. This is some nostalgia. <laughs> Chewy, when you're really going back into that uh, in nostalgia bucket, what's a what's your go-to drink in that moment? Is it is it a stiff single malt and you're just like, you know, I just want to sip and I just want to reminisce for a few minutes? <laughs> Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, I, I would say a, a strong, uh, a strong, uh, decently aged whiskey. I would say yeah. twelve to twenty years. You know. Oh yeah. Some, All right. Uh, Cracking is the good stuff. Decent whiskey or bourbon. You know. Daddy's something, gonna go into the old brown. bank tonight. Yep, yep. I'm I'm not really uh I'm not really a clear liquor guy. Uh, tequila gets me too messed up, but uh, yeah, definitely bourbons and whiskeys for sure, for the nice. nostalgic moments. Plus, it, it, it'll be great practice for in the future when you've made it in your acting career and they say, okay, we have a flashback montage. So you have to make that daydreaming face, right? You know, you can really feel that. You can harness that in the moment. Um, oh, yeah. the, the, those uh, scenes of nostalgia. But, uh, yeah, I it, it's so crazy. Like, um, the bar like permeates through you. Like I, I wa- I've walked into bars that I worked at ten years ago, and it are it starts to hit. Uh, I remember this little hallway for this fight or this interaction, or I remember this table from when that crazy tip came down. It's it's nuts how like the just the space can start to bring it all back. Like it, it was just happening. It all starts oh, yeah. to kind of come to life again. That bar has its own its own. Uh, personality and life to it and it never kind of goes away even if it changes hands when you walk back in there you kind of feel it yeah absolutely i uh, i actually 
you know, not to bring my TikTok up again, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I I've do. made that, uh, I, I've made that uh, TikTok as well. You know, the the person that used to work at the bar comes back yeah. and reminisces. I love that one you know, too. Yeah. Like, can you leave, man? Like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, I'll show you the thing in the basement. Stay, yeah, stay back in the kitchen. See in the kitchen. Is he working tonight? Yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's, that's fun. Shit. And then, but uh, also, um, I mentioned my cousin Tyler, uh, who just started working at Old MKE Pub that uh, Pub of Wisconsin crew just bought. They. Uh, they bought that and that's been a bar for a really long time and Tyler's dad who is basically a father to me as well uh, my uncle Mark uh, used to bartend back there when he got out of the army back in the 80s and he walked in and he was like wow. oh my god and like he's just like freaking out just like oh he's like oh that wasn't there but he's like what about the basement like his, I was like go down there go take a peek and he's just like oh man and he's like I remember the basement was like this small and you know he was like i had to literally crawl on my fucking knees pretty much to go stock the fucking beer and you know i was like that's really funny that uh that you know 40 years later you know your 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 son is bartending at not the same but a different bar that you bartended at you know and he could just sit there and reminisce it's like it's really fun so that's a beautiful moment of pride i love that i love that um so there's good ads to those did yeah, you have absolutely. more uh, salacious stories for uh, question number eight? Uh, no, I you know I just told you about my bathroom sex, my bar time sex, <laughs> and the car sex. And that's no, what not we that wanted. It was me at all? No, of course no, but not. you course delivered. Not. You delivered, my friend. Mike, team up for number nine. Our favorite category. Yeah, this is uh, question number nine. Definitely our favorite uh, category: hazing, pranks, and games. Steve and I have uh, talking about n- nostalgia. Uh, Steve and I, when we really started becoming friends, a lot of it was fucking with each other. Or, you know, uh, while we were working on shift or uh, hazing stupid somebody. Games to pass the Playing time, stupid baby. games. Yeah. So, is there anything that you do with some of your uh, bartender friends uh, to help pass the time, or any any particular pranks that you may have pulled on each other that stand out? You and Badger yeah. ever cross swords? Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, no, uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, the quick and easy ones are, you know, like just the games that pass the time. I mean, like, um, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but the, uh, uh, we play a lot of bar dice in Wisconsin. So, you know, just playing bar dice, ship captain crew, left, right, center. We love playing left, right, center. Um, and then just like, uh, me and my friends actually, me, Josh and Dan, uh, when the crazy lady came in. Uh, that jumped behind our bar. We were actually playing a game that we invented. Uh, it was like a little football trivia game where you have to guess, you know, you start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers and you have to, you know, be like, all right, uh, Antonio Brown, and he went to uh, the uh, Raiders, the Tampa right? Bay, you know. Or right. He technically didn't, well, he, uh, we would count that one. But yeah, you know, he, he went to Tampa Bay. That's what I was thinking of. He went to Tampa Bay, and then we're like, okay, uh, Tom Brady on Tampa Bay, he went to New England. And then we kind of take off. Bill Belichick, team. he yeah. originally coached for the Browns. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, we would like we would go down the list, and we would try to go in a circle and cross off every single team. So that's one of one of our fun things that, that we play just to kill the time. But um, yeah, the pranks are... Uh, I was just talking about with somebody today, um, uh, they commented and they had worked in the kitchen with me at a certain place. And we used to do a prank with the new people that worked in the kitchen where we would, uh, uh, get a ticket and it would be like, uh, a grilled cheese, no cheese, uh, no bread. And they would come out like, 
what do you, you want an empty basket with butter in it? Like, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want from me? You know, and it's crazy how it's up. crazy how quickly you can break a cook. Like yeah. <laughs> they are so on edge. Um, There's so many just knives and hot objects around them. Yeah, they absolutely. are one step away from murdering everybody at the restaurant. I know that's a cook cliche, but that's such a great example. Like a cook should see that take and be like, ah, they're fucking with me. But yeah. 90% of cooks are going to see that take and come run out. What the fuck do you want? What do you want? Okay. Why are you sending this shit back here? Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, uh, you know, another one we do, we would do uh, an Italian beef. We do Italian beef, uh, no meat, no jardinera, no onions, and they would just be like, "So a fucking slice of bread? Like, what do you want? You want just a little bread, a little hoagie? Like, just fucking ring up a bread." And we're like, "No, it's just a fucking joke. Like, yeah, we missed you. We wanted to, you know, have you come out here and yell at us because we're bored. Like, we don't do it during a fucking rush. Like, yeah. you're back there yeah, fucking exactly. sitting on your phone." And we're back here with two customers. We just wanted to say hi. We just wanted to kill some trees, baby. Okay, (laughs) we're sitting out here. We ain't making Um, shit hourly right now. We just felt like killing some trees, you know? Killing some time. Yeah, uh, I think our our biggest, I don't know if uh, you guys are, um, you guys know uh, this prank that we do, but it's, uh, uh, it was really big at a few of the bars that I uh, worked at is uh, Smirnoff Ice icing people oh of oh yeah we're yeah. very familiar yeah we uh we did that um we do that all the time and i some of my favorites you know just like leaving it on top of the car at the end of the night um, oh that's or, a dirty one yeah, how do you even avoid that brutal. one we we have this thing with uh pull tabs where um it, there's a machine and it just spits out uh these things where you can win some money off of them and we put them uh my boss at the time she loved to gamble with pull tabs so i put it in like the dispenser right there and she went up to go do pull tabs and it was in there i uh i mean i've, I've gotten iced a million times uh one of my favorites is probably when tyler asked me asked me to be his best man at his wedding he actually printed a label out um and iced me at my bar um, oh my really god fun. but uh, that's great yeah, i i've put ices inside of like to-go boxes and my favorite one was uh uh, one of a uh, really good friend of mine, his name is uh, James Noffy. He uh, is a regular at the bar I used to work at. And one of his best friends who lives right by him uh, was coming to pick up some food uh, to bring it back to him because he was dying of a hangover. And he asked for a Gatorade. And they were like, well, which one do you want? And he was like, I don't fucking care any any kind. And I was like, I'm going to give him the, uh, the, the white, like the crystal white frost Gatorade. So I went there and I opened up the Gatorade. I poured it out. I poured a Smirnoff no. ice in there. You motherfucker! To him. <laughs> he's That's also uh, my my second. I just remember this. My second favorite one that I've ever done was he was actually in the stall taking a shit, and I shoved it underneath <laughs> the stall. God damn! <laughs> Howdy! <laughs> Yeah. I might not be able to spare a square, but I can spare some ice. Yeah. Drink up, bitch. So definitely, uh, the, the ices are some of my favorites. I'm sure I, I've had a couple more that I could think of. Those are unbelievable. Oh, it's those always, are fun. It's always yeah. fun to the come up with new ones. ice pranks are always my favorite. You have inspired me. This Friday night, we have a big, like a massive bucket that we keep cash tips in. Once it starts to get full and nobody's looking, I'm going to pull up all the cash tips and put it below that so that when our <laughs> manager dumps it at the end of the night, that's going to get him. That's I good. Know, that's good. If, if you want to, if you go back to episode number thirty-four, the Max what Stack was that? with Ed Br- episode, 
episode 34, the Max Stack with Brandon McDonald. He told us one of the most epic icing stories of all time. Even if you don't listen to the whole episode, just skip through to where question number nine would be. Incredible. And it's an, it's an incredible icing story. It involves a pool table, and that's you said all number 34? Yeah, number 34. Yeah, have, yeah shout I, out, I shout have, out bartenders. Because we got really serious with this icing prank. I have also stuck a stuck an ice inside of where the uh the the cue comes out of in a pool table that's one of my favorites too yeah this one will give you great um great inspiration to be prepared (laughs) okay i will just leave it that but that's a great way to shut down this category always a favorite of ours um Wait, number before, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but this. I'm sorry. I do Ooh. want to hit this really quick. Uh, do you guys have the rule that if somebody can ice you back, so if you go to ice somebody and they present you with an ice that they have on their body, it reverses and you have to drink both of them? I have never heard that before. So, so that's that's the way that Brandon and them play. They're out. They're out of St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, so you have uh, to have it. Or on no, your no, I'm body sorry, not St. Petersburg, not St. Petersburg. Uh, right, it has to be in your pocket, on so, your person, somewhere. But if you can produce it. The person who tried to ice you then has to drink both of them. Nice, nice. I uh, the last time I got iced, uh, they actually iced me at the Christmas party, um, and they had me go downstairs, and they were like, "We're pouring up shots of this, uh, you know, thirty-two-year-old, two-year-old Jameson bottle. Um, it's in this like beautiful case or whatever." And they're like, "Go grab that from from the basement and bring it up here and start pouring shots." So I run downstairs. I'm like, "Hell yeah." nice bottle of Jameson. Let's go get it. So I went down and I grabbed it and I came back upstairs and they were like, all right, open it and, uh, and pour them up. And I opened it up and it was a liter. <laughs> it was not a bottle. It was a liter of Smirnoff ice. I don't even know it comes in liters. Those, those rat, liters, those rat the bastards. Fucking liter. It's well, basically the a 40 Christmas ounce party. I've ever fucking been around. In it's basically I'm a 40 ounce of right Smirnoff, now. right? What's that? It's basically a forty ounce of Smirnoff, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, God damn liter of Smirnoff ice. <laughs> God damn That's liter ridiculous. of Smirnoff. Um, all right, what a way to transition to number ten. Um, I'm sure after that liter of Smirnoff, you probably thought about number ten a little bit. Uh, this is firing and quitting stories, or as we affectionately call this category. Mike, as we affectionately oh, I'm so call sorry. this category. I already told you I have a hot day tonight. I'm sorry. I was checking Mike, that. as we affectionately <laughs> call <laughs> this category. Getting 86. Thank you. Right. <laughs> sorry. Okay. I just hear Steve talk so much. I just start tuning him out after a while, you know. I hope yeah, your day goes um, terribly. <laughs> I hope no one gets to touch anyone's <laughs> genitals. That's what I hope. Come on, dude. Look at that right. hair. Somebody's touching something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, getting eighty sixth. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I had a couple, a uh, couple for this one. Um, I so I personally, I've, I've, I've only been fired once um, from a job, which was absolutely a stupid shit show, and would absolutely love to not get into that one. But other than that, I've, I've honestly left on either good terms or you know left on kind of bad terms. Um, so one is uh, I left on good terms uh, a story, and then the other I left on bad terms story. Um, the bad term one was, um, the owner, um, was being very blatantly, openly, uh, racist. And, um, I, uh, identify as, uh, multiracial, uh, my dad's Mexican. Um, and I have like, you know, a little bit of that background and culture in there. Um, Native American from both sides of my family as well. 
Uh, so that stuff, you know, and even if even if you're not um, uh, either multiracial, biracial, or um, ethnic in any way, uh, you know, you should also just stand up to people being racist because that's how yeah. racists, um, you know, get away Permeate. with racists. People don't don't stand for that stuff. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I have that, you know, kind of background. Um, you know, along with, you know, looking very white, I have, you know, a hundred percent, I have white privilege. Um, so, but I also see that as, you know, a tool to be able to call people out, um, when they are being racist. Um, and so the owner was, you know, being openly racist and, um, me with my background and, uh, the other bartender that was there, um, also, uh, is of, uh, mixed race. And there were, think four five out of the six of us bartenders um were not white and so you know we kind of were we're calling him out for for being a, a racist asshole and um one of my very very best dear friends uh she was like um i'm done like this is it's it's great money we're getting paid uh, an insanely amount per hour uh especially for being a bartender we were getting paid a really good amount and we were like, it's it's not worth it. And she was like, I'm leaving. And I was like, and she had opened and I was supposed to close. When I came in, she was just in the bathroom bawling her eyes out, you know. And mm. I was like, here we go. We're leaving. You know, and we were like, I'll, we'll see you later. Like, you, you figure out how to close this bar yourself. You know, you know mm-hmm. we're gone. We're out of here. And uh, wow. uh, four of us, four of us walked out that day. Um, for the six and we were like we're, we're gone there's no way that we're gonna stand for this so that was the only time i like really 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 rage quit um mm-hmm. was yeah. that point you know understandably yeah. so, i don't yeah. necessarily want to get into too many of the details but you know if you see and hear racism call it out guys yeah the the putting your principles above the money is a hard thing to do when you got to make ends meet and uh that's i really admire you for that it's not an easy thing to do. I don't know where you were at in your life, but I know more than a few times where, you know, the people I was working for had a lot of questions about their integrity and, um, you know, whether or not I needed to leave because of the decisions they were making. Um, I haven't put been put in such a blatant position as that, but certainly working for some people that were just off the rails on drugs, doing some really shady stuff, whether that's, how they were paying people, how they were treating some of the other employees. And um, it's tough, man, when you're worried about making rent. It's hard to put those principles first. So I really admire you for that, yeah, for, yeah. for saying that this is this is important and we need to show this person that they can't it can't continue like this. So. Yeah, well, I, and I hope four people walking out, hopefully tanked him. Even if it, even if it doesn't change his perspective, it changes his behavior a bit because it changes his pocketbook. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I promise you that. Yeah. Um, that many yeah. people uh, walk out that are running a ship. It's not yeah. going to run. Yeah, no you know, he's, he was he, he was just he was a rich old white guy. You know, I'm sure he's uh, you know the the business is still standing. He's still making money. You know, and he doesn't even need the money. But it is what it is. Like I said, you know, you know, you, you have white privilege. I'm you know society sees me as white. Um, and, uh, it's something where, you know, if, if I can bring, uh, you know, a little slice of, Hey man, if, if you hear it and see it, you know, call it out. So that's, you know, that, that's the one thing I wanted to throw in there. Um, you know, just tell people to, you know, be aware of it. You know, uh, jokes aren't, you know, 
jokes when they're racist, you know. Yeah. So I I appreciate you saying that. We had an we had an unbelievable experience in um in Vegas with uh, one of our guests, Alex Velez. You know, he we had asked him question number nine. You know, hazing pranks and games, and you know his immediate response to us is. There are no hazing pranks in games. Don't fuck with me. You don't know me. You haven't earned the right to know me. And he proceeds to tell us how, you know, a lot of his career has been, oh, you're the Hispanic guy. You work in the kitchen. Oh, you're the Hispanic guy. Guess what? Your shifts are not your shifts. I'm giving it to the other pretty white bartender, right? And he continues to tell a story after story of disenfranchisement and how um, him and the people that look like him and... uh uh, you know, have continually bar after bar that he's worked at, um, played second fill, fiddle, been put in a corner, and then when the hazing pranks and games comes around, it's like, oh, we're fucking with you, we're just kidding with you, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't feel as much fun. There is not that camaraderie there. You know why? Because you haven't brought me in. You haven't earned this. I have to be on every single day, worried about how me fighting for my shifts, and now you're fucking with me. Yeah. Like you don't, you you don't. You don't deserve that. You haven't gotten to that place with me, and I. It was great perspective for us, and it was. I think I agree. Yeah, and then and then smash cut to he's on Drinkmasters, uh, Netflix show. You know, was uh, one of the top top competitors and uh, working at uh, beautiful Lost Spirits Distillery in Las Vegas. And now, and, and now so. and now he's championing other people in that business. He yeah, can absolutely. he can help bring people up. But I think the the big thing is look, we we like that fun on the show. We fuck around a ton, but this show is about inclusivity of this crazy business we're in anybody can work in it anyone can we always joke around like you just have to be able to take a joke but there is a line to that and i i I just hope i hope that we it's good for us to 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 put that on wax sometimes it really is important because there are our holdovers especially the old bar owners in this business and bar managers that have just not caught up with the times man and and it needs to be people like you and uh, your friends that are going to put their foot down and show them that we need to do something different. So yeah, definitely. You know, I've I've worked at some of the some of the greatest places I I can imagine and have made so many good friends. But you know, um, even just a you know quick judgment factor, like I, you know, um, I, my dad has come in to see me uh, several times at bars, and you know, people are like, it's it's just this this weird Mexican guy just sitting there drinking water asking for you. And they're like, he's kind of sketching me out. And like, I'm like, that's my dad. And then they're like, Oh, 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 he's cool. Like, it's great. You know? And I'm just like, you judged him in 10 seconds. Just like that. Exactly. That is ridiculous. Um, You know? And and I'm like, I I know. Like, they're like, there's no way that's your dad. And you know, they're trying to be, not trying to be nice. I get, but like, they're like, well, you just—it doesn't look like you guys are related. And I'm like, I they're know, trying to try, rationalize I'm their own sensibilities. Yeah, Mexican. might as well raise your hand yeah. and well, say, well, I, Louis C.K. First century. Louis C.K. He's—he looks—he's a white ginger motherfucker, and his dad's, uh, I think, Mexican or yeah, Cuban or Mexican. Mexican, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know so. sometimes, um, and you know, and like I said a few times before, I'm, I'm very aware that I am. Uh, very white by uh, society standards um but also um that doesn't have to you know like you net you didn't judge me because i'm i look white like but you immediately judged him yeah there was just this long-haired mexican in the bar asking for me you my nickname's chewy for christ's sake like yeah. like i you know like i uh 
I, I have, uh, you know, family in there. Um, not that I'm 100% anything, you know, I'm, I have a very diverse, um, uh, ancestry.com DNA, not plugging them or anything, but, (laughs) but, um, yeah, if they want so, to be a sponsor, we'll discuss yeah, it. Okay. We'll take it. Yeah, now, we'll discuss it. Like, I, not to interrupt you, but you know what's crazy? You have a really unique gift in, in that sense is that um, you can kind of catch people in the misstep in a very disarming way it's, and, and, uh, and very quickly get them to rethink their own – I don't even want to necessarily uh, take the step to prejudice, but their own misconception, right? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously there are people who are approaching it with prejudice as well, but I think that's really uh, – that's a weird gift that you you obviously have this this, uh, this is really important to you. And because of society's standards, you don't necessarily always – get judged in that way yeah. and then you can be like surprise motherfucker rethink how you're thinking you know yeah, and yeah. i think that's great that's like that's how it should be that's that's how you can really get people to turn course so yeah, it's de- definitely um, you know me me and my brother jacob we have the same um, mother and father yeah um you know same stuff and uh he he looks he's he's darker than me he looks he looks mexican and i i grew up every day like you know with everybody making the jokes of just like oh yeah you're the you're, you're the milkman's kid, like, you know, and, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right, and, right. and, and, you know, having people, you know, judge my brother because of his skin tone and, you know, I, I've never gotten that. So I personally feel very, very privileged. Um, and, uh, you know, as I should to like, uh, be able to have, you know, some sort of, I see what, you know, my brother's gone through. Um, and that gives me a very, like you said, a very unique, ability yeah. to be able to see that to be a champion on the not, other side not first hand yeah. catch it but like also you know with those jokes and remarks you know it's it's always when people feel safe to say things racist like that they're going to um and yeah a decent amount of time it's to me and i'm like nope 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 you know it's not really i gotcha but it's you know it's kind of just like a hey man cut that shit out because it's not flying yeah. around me you know which i think everybody in society should start to do hundred percent. I'm right there with you. And and I appreciate you sharing that. Now I know you had another <laughs> Yeah, well no, it's good. Listen, we, we want to give you the wide berth for stuff like you know, for stories like that because look, we can tell all the cheesy, stupid anecdotes. You can hear me scream and yell at Mike or or about the bears or some other thing on the show, but at the end of the day the community is gonna grow because people are on here saying something genuine into a microphone. That's yeah. what it's really about. Yeah. And and connecting with people. And so I, I love, love when uh, we we take extra time to flesh out things like that. But I know you said you had another one. That was the more somber 86 quitting story. Yeah. But didn't you say you had one more that was a little bit, uh, yeah. little bit light uh, th- to this, close us down this, on? Yeah, this one will probably be quick and funny. But um, so when I left uh, uh, one of my jobs, I left to become a, a bar manager um, within the same company, just a different uh, bar. And uh, when I was leaving, they had this like kind of like going away a little shindig for me. And um, one of my uh, very near and dear friends, Josh Likas, uh, uh he's uh, hanging out with us. And uh, uh, the other manager, uh, Brandon, was kind of giving like he bought everybody bombs and was like, hey, like I just want to say something real quick. I'd been working there for a long time. And the previous bar that I worked at, uh, I did not leave in really good uh, standing with them. And this bar, and Brandon particularly, uh, kind of 
brought me in with open arms and uh, really, you know, gave me uh, new life uh, within this industry when I was kind of lacking it. So uh, he was kind of, you know, giving me a toast and telling me how much he appreciated me and was wishing me luck uh, to uh, go on to this next managerial adventure. And uh, he's, he's saying it and he's like, you know, like, man, Chewie's a really great guy and all this stuff, you know, kind of hyping me up and like, you know, wishing me well and things. And uh, one of our really good friends who actually, uh, this t-shirt that I'm wearing, uh, his name is uh, Luke. Uh, he, in the middle of the speech, you know, I might have had a couple one too many. It was just like, what about Josh? Where's that guy at? He's, he's the best. He's great, too. And he's, Josh is standing right next to him. <laughs> and he's like, I, uh, I'm right here, buddy. And like, he's like, oh, yeah, cheers to Josh. Cheers to that. And like, Brandon's like, we're cheersing to Chewy right now. Like, I'm trying to make this moment about him. And he's just like, yeah, but he's Josh, leaving. that guy's great. Where is he? Is he here? And Josh is like, I'm right here, dude. Luke, hey. And to this day, we always give him shit. He's like, I didn't see him, man. And he was like, he was, his shoulder was touching your shoulder. Like, <laughs> but it was That's really great. funny and just like you know uh, like, um luke is a great guy too like he had like uh, all the time he's like i'm sorry man i didn't know like i just didn't know what was going on and you know he's like it's fun it's funny it's just a, it's a cute fun story of, hey man he just wants was, to love on some of his friends yeah, give absolutely. josh some love and, you know all the time i'll just walk in and i'll be like what about josh and josh <laughs> It made the moment special. That's a good one. That's great. Yeah, that's My great. friend, bravo to you. You have made it through the gauntlet. You have shut it down, and it was a wonderful time. I got to say, despite our rocky start, I really think that we we came out on the other side uh, with a greater and deeper connection. So I'm glad that we did the trial by fire. We got the Bears and Packers uh, issues out of the way early. We got the <laughs> Spotted Cow and the Rumplements issues out of the way early, but my friend, we agreed on my lord and so and many other things and what a great great uh gauntlet that was uh, we do have a few more questions for you before we get you out of here we usually do a section called how's our driving this is kind of like the cleanup of the episode where we ask you for recommendations um you know for the show food drink restaurants that kind of thing i want to do something a little bit different here if you could humor me so we teased earlier what is the special thing about the Wisconsin old fashioned? Now, I, I want you to answer that, and then I have an important follow up question because you you gave me this, you put this bug in my ear earlier about how the the uniqueness of Wisconsin cocktails and how you guys seem to do a lot of things with your own spin and different up there. And I want to dig in on that. So start with the Wisconsin old fashioned here. Yeah. So uh, you know, um, uh, people will argue for or against this uh, with. Uh, the old fashions. Did it come from Wisconsin? Did it not? Um, who invented it first? Who knows? And then also people argue about, um, do you muddle your fruit inside of an old fashioned or not? An old fashioned by name, old fashioned is no muddled fruit, no fruit kind of whatsoever. I well, the orange, but that's about it. Uh, a Wisconsin old fashioned to me personally and traditionally over the years had become you muddle your fruit inside of it. You know, you muddle your cherries and your orange inside of it. Some people are like, don't put a cherry near my old fashioned. It is what it is. Then that's basically a Manhattan. So, you know, what does differentiates that between that? I think a Wisconsin old fashioned, you definitely should, should muddle your fruit inside of it. Um, but that's just personally me. Um, I also think there's 
a million different old-fashioned recipes uh, mm-hmm. that you can do, and um, not one old-fashioned, just like not one beer is the best beer in the world, not one old-fashioned is the best old-fashioned in the world. You know, you can yeah. argue it until you're blue in the face, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, like in the Olympics, I root for Team USA, but... So if it's uh, an old-fashioned Olympics, I'm going to root for Team Wisconsin. So that's fair enough. Personal now, now, it all it all comes down to personal taste, and then also the self-awareness of where you're ordering certain drinks, mm-hmm. um, because there are going to be certain ways that they are prepared depending on where you're at, maybe from bar to bar or geographically speaking. So I mean, if you have it, you've, if you want it a certain way, just be communicative with your bartender, and you'll be taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Pe- people argue all the time in, inside of Wisconsin about how to make it old fashioned, you know. Whenever I was whenever I was coming up as a bartender, that's they, I was always muddled the orange and the and the cherry in with it. And then, you know, as I, you know, you know, went down the path, you know, like you said a lot of people do not want any We've talked to bartenders like that, who say that's sacrosanct, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but what I guess what I'm asking is that that is the common procedure around Wisconsin with some debate, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're kind of saying is is a common yeah, practice. Okay, and so that brings me to, I think, the question that I really want to key in on. You're telling us about the drink tonight. You're telling us about all these ingredients, and you mentioned at one point, we go up north to this spice place to get Vulcan fire salt, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, our listeners who are listening along and maybe drinking along, maybe even putting these cocktails together, maybe they don't have Vulcan fire salt immediately (laughs) available to them. And it got me thinking. You mentioned that, uh, it always seems like Wisconsin takes their own unique take on things. That, that the craft cocktail scene there is really, truly Wisconsin, uh, um, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Not Wisconsin associated, but it's influenced by just the state and the culture and the fact that, like, this is where we are. And so mm-hmm. it got me to thinking, like, creativity comes out of a lot of different places, right? We see creativity come out of oppression. We see creativity come out of boredom. We see creativity come out of, like, isolation. I'm, like, wondering what do you think it is about Wisconsin where they see a drink or there is a particular recipe and they're like, we're going to put our spin on it. Is it like, hey, we're rural and we're – there's some pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and be, um, like, self-sufficient and – be creative and 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 be you know intuitive about like we're gonna put the ingredients we have at our disposal together. Like, is it the fact that it almost feels like Wisconsin? I think maybe to somebody from Baltimore is like its own country, like it's so <laughs> far away and so far north, like it's its own culture and place that's so vastly different from me in the middle of the Mid Atlantic, right? Um, what do you think it is that drives that uniqueness in the cocktail scene? Uh, I think uh, definitely, uh, you know, and I'm not saying this is super unique to us, but, you know, uh, Wisconsinites are very, uh, very prideful, um, uh, definitely decently inventive, um, and they uh, have also have a lot of uh, bars per people. You know, there are more people Mm. making things and mixing drinks and mixing cocktails, um, whereas, you know, we're, you know, reigning champions for you know, uh, 150 or so years now, uh, as the drunk estate, um, in the United States. <laughs> that there but, it is. There, you know, there. <laughs> we, we, we don't have, um, uh, you know, uh, we don't, we have a lot of bars, uh, that we, uh, can frequent and go to. And that means we have yeah. a lot of different customers, a lot of people, and you have to keep people entertained. I think that's a, definitely a big part of it. You know, 
and I think there there are a lot of places where you know you see like um, where people are like, oh yeah, like this was invented in Chicago, this was invented in New York. They're like big places that like mm. claim to have invented like something like that, and like I you know a certain cocktail or whatnot. And I definitely don't uh, I don't say that they didn't, but also I believe that more because they have so much culture around them in such a big city. It's not quite uncommon, and I think um, you know the more people and the more culture you have, uh, the more you're going to try and uh, invent something new. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes with Wisconsin. Is you know, I I work downtown where we have uh, like 18 bars within a one mile radius. So like, and that's downtown Racine. It's not even that big of a place. It has 85,000 people. So I think that with the ratio of bar to people and bartenders you kind of get that uniqueness of like, yeah. let's play around with something, you know, let's, let's get fun and unique of if I'm going out, you know, in negative 20 degree weather, let's come up with something special. Let's come up with something new. Right. Yeah. Yeah. has something that uh, they're working So some on, of it is the cold. Know. Okay. Yes. But you hit on I say that that's my two cents on it. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know if it's correct or not, but like that's no, what I It makes sense. I think you hit on an interesting word. You said prideful about how they feel about their state and their area and where they're from. I have to imagine Wisconsin is not the type of place a lot of people are like transient moving to. I'm saying in comparison to like a New York and L.A., a D.C., where it feels like nobody's from there, right? People go there. It's a destination city. If you're from Wisconsin, you're fucking from Wisconsin, right? Like you grew up there. You have roots there. You have family. Even Texas Pete. Right. He goes to Texas. His heart's back in Wisconsin. Right. And so maybe there's some of that. Right. Um, When they when a drink comes across a bar in Wisconsin, they want to put their Wisconsin take on it because God damn it. They're from Wisconsin. We're in Wisconsin. And today you're going to drink a fucking Wisconsin Bloody Mary. Right. Absolutely. And so I think that there I love that homegrown pride and. Maybe we haven't quite peeled back the layer, but I really wanted to tie you down on that because I thought that was kind of interesting how you, how you promoted that at the beginning of the show, and I, I just wanted to hear a little bit more of your thoughts there. But um, can you, before we move on from this and ask your last questions, get you out of here, give us some recommendations. Who else do we have to have on this show? Oh, yeah. Um, so I 100%, um, and I even did this before I knew you are a Bear fan, but um, Josh <laughs> Likas. Uh, my guy. guy is fantastic. He's, he's Bring hilarious. Him up. Um, he does a lot of TikToks with me. Um, he, uh, 90% of the time he's wearing a bear's hat and an AEW sweatshirt. Um, so he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Um, and I know he would be, this would be right up his alley. Um, we're probably going to have to borrow my mom's laptop too. Cause like, <laughs> like me, he's not really that tech savvy, but, um, no, he's great. Um, he, he went, he went to second city in Chicago for a while. Oh, just, wow. You know, he he's been dabbling. Uh, we have this new thing um, at uh, at a local dive bar that we're going to uh, on Wednesdays. It's a little stand up gig uh, at Evelyn's, and he did a couple sets there. And you know he's just he's he's hilarious. You know I will literally have an idea and I'll bounce it off of him, and then we'll go back and forth. You know it'll be fucking four thirty in the morning, and I'll just be like I'll I'll text him an idea. And then he'll throw out like four or five different jokes, and I'll be like, "All right, let's mold this around there," you know. Or when we're filming a TikTok, I'll I'll do the same thing, you know. I'll just be like, "So I'm gonna say um, I had this one TikTok where uh, it's uh, 
what you put the person in in the POS where you don't know their yeah, name. Yeah, what you, you name know, them, right? Bud Light Bob, you know, and, like, things like that. So I had, like— Stupid guy with the yeah, glasses. Right? I had, like, I had like seven, you know, different things, and I was, like, I gave him a notepad, and I said, "What? listen to me what I say. You write your response, you know? And there, one of my favorite ones was, um, it was No Tip Larry. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, there's a tab name for No Tip Larry? And then his response was just like, No Tip Larry! Yeah, no, he's a great guy. He tips all the time, but he forgot once, and we never let him live it down. And I was, and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, that's great. You know, great. I had to fucking stand behind the camera and like press play and just like hold my fucking mouth the whole time. Um, and it was great. It was, it was really funny. But yeah, Josh, uh, long story short... For sure, I'm gonna I'll I'll, I'll uh, get you guys you gotta, in touch because uh, he's absolutely fantastic. You got to chip away been at thrown it. Down. Yeah. The gauntlet's yeah. been thrown down. I was just gonna tee Mike up for that. You know, yeah. you know what's coming. So, Josh, we'd love to have you on here. Matt, you're gonna chip away at him. We're gonna get him on here. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But and before um, before we get to these last couple questions, uh, do you can you hit us with all your plugs and everything right now for your projects and everything, so that way people know where to find you. Um, you know, uh, to, to see all of your great content. Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, I'm, uh, my name's Matthew Rangel. You probably can, can, uh, look me up on, uh, Facebook, Instagram and, uh, TikTok that way. But, uh, my TikTok handle is the real Maddie R. Um, and, uh, my, uh, Instagram is Matthew T. Rangel. My, uh, Facebook is Matthew Rangel. Uh, you can look me up. I post pretty much, I post, um, Almost all the content that I post on TikTok, I uh, rebrand it and post it on the other socials as well. Um, and yeah, uh, if you guys are ever in Racine, you know, hit me up. I'm usually at the Void, Old Milwaukee Pub, um, Mobcraft uh, up in Milwaukee. Uh, if you're up there, you know, and you want to see me on the weekends, I'm there usually on Saturdays. Uh, you can fly up and see me in Milwaukee. So. There you go. No, I can't. I love this. And this this was something I was thinking about, too. This goes for all of our guests uh, that we've had on the show, but especially with Vegas, just because Vegas is such a destination spot for people all over the country. I know there's going to be coming times in the future where we're going to get tagged in like an Instagram post or something with a listener who went out to a bar specifically to go see one of the bartenders that's been on the show. So I love that. So uh, we'd love to come up there. I'm definitely going to wait till the fucking winter's over, though. All right. I'm not coming out. I'm not coming no. out to Wisconsin. I, right wish it was, I wish it was colder. Let's go now. <laughs> I, I want it to snow. I don't want the sun to come back. I hate sweating my ass crack. I love this weather. It makes me stronger, Michael. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's why you were throwing up five go. minutes before this fucking episode started, right? <laughs> I think I'm sick, guys. I, I didn't say – listen, that's how much strength it takes to do my job. Dead serious. <laughs> Um, no. All right, so we just Matt, got a couple. We got a, so We got a couple questions here. Just the the cash out here. Our closing questions. Why do you still do this? AKA, why do you fucking hate yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like I kind of discussed earlier, um, with me being uh, uh, an actor and going back to school, it kind of just worked out. And I actually graduated uh, from the university that I was at um, uh, three, uh, four weeks before the pandemic hit. Um, and was planning on uh, moving to New York. I, I had a, a gig um, on Long Island uh, to be uh, a carpenter up there to do stuff and then eventually, hopefully, you know, figure out mm -hmm. what I wanted to do with acting. Um, but just to get my foot in the door, it was like, yeah, it, I, I have this job in New York, you know. So I uh, was going to do that, and I had bartended my way through college. 
and the pandemic hit and everything got put on hold and I just needed money and I kept doing what I was doing, you know? So I, I kept bartending and then eventually uh, the New York thing fell through and uh, I got recommended to an agent in Chicago. And since the pandemic, they're doing everything virtual with auditions. So I didn't have to move to Chicago to uh, have a less of a commute to do a bunch of auditions. Sure. So I can stay in my hometown in Racine, which is about an hour and a half away from Chicago. And I can stay there and live comfortably and reasonably cheap and keep mm-hmm. bartending while I pursue, you know, while my agent finds me auditions. Um, and while you're continuing to build your portfolio yeah. in your hometown with people you know, places you're comfortable. I mean, yeah. we live in such a weird time now where you don't have to move to L.A. or New York to get discovered. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's incredible that you get to keep doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and just like just like the Bloody Mary Bartending, especially when you have good relationships with your bars that you're working at, can be so versatile. It's not like a nine to five job where they expect you to be there at these exact hours all the time. You know, if you need to take off, you're you're able to do that. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's uh, partly you know uh, to answer the question, you know, partly due to circumstances, due to necessity, but also um, with the changing, evolving world um, since uh, 2020. Uh, with the pandemic, it uh, it's just it's become somewhat of uh, convenience as well to be able to s- not struggle um, to make it, but also like be able to be home and uh, also make a decent amount of money, have flexibility, and uh, try and pursue what I want to pursue um, without trying to have to move to a big city and figure it out. You know, scrape by, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's amazing, man. And I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited to see, especially what this next year, but just the next couple of years has in store for you. Cause I yeah. think you're on the precipice of something really, uh, really excited, uh, you know, just big, you know, I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know exactly if you know either. We, it, it's kind of, you're, you're kind of riding it <laughs> as yep, it yep. comes to you, but, um, uh, it's like a monster wave, but, uh, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a thrill. Um, our final question, as we always ask, is oh. if you opened a bar, what would you call it or what would the theme be? So uh, this one was kind of tough, too. And I uh, uh, I want to start this off by saying I absolutely cannot stand when people name foods and drinks after themselves. <laughs> but the only thing I could think of was Chewy's Pub and Grill. <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's the only thing i think of you know um, yeah. and like obviously i'm a big sports guy but like i also like you know like like games and stuff so my my thing would probably be like old school super nintendo n64 type of stuff yeah. like theme nights oh, yeah. like that you and, know, and count yourself stuff. lucky as a man without a nickname okay it's great to have a good nickname. You got to lean into that. That's an exception yeah. to the rule. Yeah. You know, See, I've been to some. Of, I've been to some of those good kind of like arcade bars that are they're fun, but they still they don't do it right. Like they'll have some cool arcade games, and then maybe they'll have like one Nintendo sixty four like on the like at a place where you have to stand up and play it. You know what I mean? Like if you were to do that, you need to do it right to where it's actually right. comfortable. You and your friends could come in and and really spend some time there and and get down on some good video games. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I definitely would uh, would love to eventually, you know, um, obviously acting is, is my passion and is what I want to do, but um, I would love to, and, you know, knock on wood, be, uh, you know, be successful enough in my acting career where I would love to be 
um, some of my favorite people that I have ever worked for have uh, started off as bartenders in the industry and service people and, and cooks and things like that, and they are the absolute best people to work for. Um, almost every single person I actually work for um, has worked behind the bar before, and they're great people, and I would like to um, be able to provide that type of atmosphere yeah. for yeah. Um, a, you know a bar at some point if I were to be able to you know see my acting uh, dreams get kicked off there. It'd be great to be able to like, oh, yeah, I have a decent amount of money. I can buy this bar and really run it right with, you know, good people mm-hmm. and good service industry people. and Build and a community for way, your you people, know, too. Yeah. Um, and not just be, you know, uh, a, a jerk with a lot of money that has no idea um, what it's like to be in the service industry. I would love to be one of those owners that's, you know, kind of really like, yeah, I know how to bartend, but also, like, I know yeah. how it is to, to be able to, like, to, to be a bar back busting tables. Yeah. Yeah. Have those good days, yeah. have those bad days, you yeah. know, and like, you know, figure it out. Um, my owners, like my owners are, uh, are behind the pine every now and then, um, at, at the bars. And sometimes it's, it's because they miss it. And sometimes it's because of out of necessity, somebody's sick or somebody's having a kid yeah. or something like that. And they're like, Hey, it I'm is right back is. in the like, trenches. You know, yeah. Like, like we got this, like, like you take care of it. You take care of life. Like I said, um, um, uh, all the bars that I work at and work for, um, they're service industry owned and there are people, they're dear friends that they're not just my owner. They're people that will literally take my shift at a moment's notice because they know that my life career goal is to be an actor. I love bartending. I'm a good, um, I'm a good employee, but my number one goal is to uh, be an actor for the rest of my life, you know? So I I would like to do that um, eventually if I could. I I would love to do that and pursue something like that. So, Well, I I love that. (laughs) I love that. Chewy's Bar and Grill. And and look, I hope that becomes a reality. And I, I, you know, I I see your passion, not just for this business, but for what you want to do in this life. And uh, we need more people like you in this business. So I hope that we get to a point where Chewy's Bar and Grill is a reality and somebody's running uh, halfway de- decent bar ecosystem. So, hey, man, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, great getting to know you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks um, for coming on. Josh, you're on notice. We're coming for you. Okay. I, oh, and I, I want to, I did, I'm just throwing this out there because your content's all great. If there's any way that you can get some videos of you icing Josh, that would be incredible. <laughs> like, not stage ones, but just some, just some real ones where you ice him. I would just love to see some of that. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. All right, all you beauties, last show of 2022. I know you're listening to this in 2023, but I hope your new year has kicked off swimmingly. And as always, more episodes to come, but for now, fuck off. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along, and thanks for drinking along. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, we release new episodes whenever we can. Big shout out to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast When You Heard Throughout the Show. Go check them out on Facebook and Spotify. I just saw them play live the other night because everybody was home for the holidays. And oh my God, they truly are such an incredible band. And they're going to be putting out an EP at some point in time. Uh, But go check them out. They're fucking awesome. Show those guys some love. Absolutely. Love on them. They're a beautiful band. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at BRP Drink Along. And TikTok, right? Well, TikTok and whatever other platforms come up in the next couple of years. Um, or if Twitter crashes, don't worry about that. Um, you can listen <laughs> along anywhere 
you get your podcast. That's right, people. We're not just on Google Pod, Apple Pod, YouTube, Spotify, but we're also on Stitcher and what other platforms that you get pods on. So anywhere you get pods, you can get us. Uh, the Bartender Rant Podcast is what you're going to look up. The Bartender Rant Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. This is critically important. If you do these things, this is the best way to help us grow the show and reach new listeners because we will go up the charts. We will get in other people's algorithms. you got to subscribe, rate, and review. Please, people. We need it. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb the charts. And, as always, Mike and I need the personal validation. Absolutely. Yep. This 2022 took a lot out of us. So I mean, Mike's got a date after this. Talk about uh, you know seeking some personal validation. What? <laughs> yep. What, what an idiot. Looking for love. I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> Don't forget, if you're a Spotify user, be sure to check out the BRP playlist on our Spotify profile. It's also in our link uh, in our link tree on. Uh, our Instagram. So if you go there, you can find all of our Spotify profile playlists. We've got some really cool playlists like the jukebox on there. We just had one for Christmas. But most importantly, we've got the BRP Industry Night playlist, which are all songs chosen by each one of our incredible guests. And, do you know, Mike, do you want some kick-ass show merch? Yeah, of course I do, Steve. Dude, did you get any, Send like... Send me some. Did you get any, like, cash or gift cards for the holidays? <laughs> yeah, dude. Not any for the bartender hit podcast. I'm nah, whatever. Do it's we have right. gift cards? Sell? No, we don't. But sell those gift cards that you have to a weird <laughs> guy in the back yeah. alley, and then take that cash and go and buy yourself some sweet BRP show merch. I know you want it. I know Mike wants it. Check out all of the amazing swag, courtesy of Campo Design Co. at prodigydtg.com backslash bartender rant. And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me. Join us the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. Have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to our guest bartender playlist, and tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Make sure you follow us on social media for all the links. We will hopefully start posting this maybe a week out. Usually I do it the day of or the day before, but we will get better at that. Please join us for the industry night happy yeah. hour. Fucking Steve. Hey, d- d- are you going to join us in three hours for Fuck our, you. Our, I quit my job our happy today. hour? Fuck you, you I quit fucking... my job today. Fuck you, I quit my Jesus job today. Christ. I'm going to get better at this. Yep, okay? Burn those ships, baby. All mm-hmm. right, if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp podcast on Patreon. VIPs are always going to have a seat at our bar. You're going to get access to bonus content like the Boilermaker tapes, the soon-to-come suggestion box. If you're still listening, we got some cool stuff uh, in the works here. Ranch versus blue cheese, crank calls, special releases, and so much more. And if you want to be a big tipper, a.k.a. one of our bozels, feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com, or you can subscribe to our Patreon, which is now active, as Michael just told you. If you do, we'll list you as one of our wonderful executive producers and shout out your name and drink of choice right here. Yeah, and I didn't get the the drinks. I'll have to look back. But Chandler, Herd Card Game. Go buy your fucking Herd Card Game. Why, why have you still not got one? You're fucking missing out. Why do we have to uh, keep telling you people this? It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting furious. Okay, then, buy uh, the Herd Card well, Game pack. The lovely Leah. Uh, she's a Mixed Nuts episode in Vegas. We had so much fun with her. And she after she... Uh, was on the show. She started listening, and she she really enjoys the show. So, Leah, if you're listening, thank you. We love you so much. Thank you for the support. Javier, gem. who uh, was also such a great guest, and was so much fun to hang out with. Had some incredible stories. Uh, he brought on his passionful daiquiri. 
Uh, and then again, Ray. Oh, Ray, you're a mystery to me. Who are you? Please email me back on Patreon so we can say thank you. And uh, look, if you guys uh, do join our Patreon, if you guys leave any tips or anything, all of that goes directly back into us helping this podcast grow and helping us get out there and do more of this. But you also get a stamp on one of the episodes. You get your name on here as one of our little producers. So, uh, you know, please consider doing that. Uh, but really, we just appreciate you listening along. No doubt. Look, Mike and I do this because we love you guys. We love this community we're building, and we love the service industry. And we want to keep bringing you this great content. And so you great executive producers, the people Mike just named, you're making this happen. Every other listener should thank them, too, because they've been amazing in supporting us. Um, the reason we need that support is this is not Mike and I's day job. We'd love to make it that. Steve right doesn't now, even have a day job now. Well, <laughs> this Actually, Steve, this is your day job. Get to work, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm going to need a lot of help. And with your help, we can keep bringing you great stories, and we can keep interviewing local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Drink along. Yeah, I was, um, uh, that was my, like, I didn't get into TikTok until, I don't know, March of 2021, and, uh, I just, I didn't really want anything to do with it i was like ah it's just a little little kids thing and they dance and do whatever yeah that's what i thought it was too yeah and then i i i i had you know i'm uh an actor as well so i uh you know during the pandemic i didn't do anything and then i just Mm. got got the itch and was like i got an idea for a for a funny video like a little sketch and i was like let me try it out and I didn't want to do it on YouTube. I didn't want to get like editor things on my laptop and stuff. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not smart enough for that shit. And it's going to look <laughs> like ass if I record it on my phone. So I was like, you know what? Let me see. And uh, let, let me check out this TikTok thing. People say it's really easy to edit on there. So I jumped on TikTok one day. I watched a few videos. The next day I woke up and I text my buddy who's a bartender said, Hey, I got this idea for a dice video and he was like yeah i'm actually working right now and it's slow come on in and we'll record it and we recorded it in five minutes um i edited it in two or three minutes had no idea what i was doing it was my first tiktok i ever edited Mm. and uh it was super easy to edit and i posted it and it went viral on facebook and instagram and i was really which which one was that um it's my buddy his name's dan uh he uh he just pops up out of nowhere and slams the dice down and says dice. And then he just does it like from a closet, from the bathroom, like all this shit. And it's like Wisconsin bartenders, like that's kind of their thing. You play dice in Wisconsin. You play, you play. See, I've seen, Aces. I've seen the dice on your profile and I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand what that was. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, that a lot of people are like, what the fuck is that? You know, but uh, there's a decent amount of people up North too, like Minnesota, the Dakotas and stuff. Uh, California, they uh, they play some form of dice. Um, our go to for us is uh, aces. left right center. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love left right center as well. Um, I know you do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we do. Uh, you know, we do stuff like uh, like shake of the day. And uh, do you ever play liars dice? Yes, I have. I haven't in a long time. But yeah, that's uh, a good yeah. one. Man. Yeah, one so, of my uh, exes. She loved that game. 
My whole family's from outside of Chicago. I got Midwest okay, blood fair. running through my veins. And, uh, oh, nice. My uncle, my uncle lives up in the Twin Cities, so I, spe- I, the... I go to visit him usually once a year. But I've fallen in love with a podcast, one of my favorites, called Middle of Some- Somewhere with Chad Daniels and Cy Amundsen, which I'm sure, being from that area, you might have heard of them. They're you know obviously pretty famous comedians from, from the Minnesota area. Um, uh, but... Uh, you know, they always talk about uh, all these different dice games in, like, the comedy community, which is, some like, a big thing because I guess comedians are sitting around a lot on the road with nothing yep. to do in shitty hotels. The next thing you know, they're playing left, right, center through yep. some other fucking dice game. But, yeah. Um, all right, so I just threw up right when I was sitting down. I was like, I'm feeling really queasy, so I just ran out my, my bedroom door and, th- and threw up in the fire pit. I'm feeling a little bit better somehow. I don't know. Nice. I, yeah, this, I gotta be honest. This, with you I'm guys. gonna be about I'm gonna be about ten minutes late, and it's almost an hour past. No, fuck you. I want you to I want you to have one of my days, one of these times, just one, just one. You live my fucking fucking walk a day in my shoes, you son of a bitch. You Always chose those shoes, Steve. I don't want to hear it. Man. I quit those shoes today. All right. All right. Hey, the all day's right. looking up now. Are we all feeling good? Let's clap it up. 